you think we've stalled this long enough? Yeah, I think we are fully. Is Clone Wars even relevant anymore? Overwhelmed. Clone Wars will never not be relevant, you know? I mean, we're going to get a review of the final season of the Clone Wars out quicker than Mr. Plinkett got his review of Picard out. Oh, damn, snap. That just came out yesterday, so we still lost. You know what, though? I'm happy we're finally doing it. We're finally discussing something that I liked, which is very exciting. Star Wars, the final season of The Clone Wars, was magnificent. Start and end. Okay, but Nathan, is it the final season? Because I've seen several clickbait articles that tell me that season 8 might be happening. I, now I don't actually let this knowledge out publicly very often, but I'll give you it here. I actually am God. And oh. I, I just yeah I don't I don't let many people Nathan, know. You weren't supposed to reveal that on the podcast. Right, no, but I, you know this is where one of those episodes no one really listens to, and um, one of the few, and it will get forgotten about. It's like when Gray shows up in the postcard counting episode of Hello Internet, and you can see his face for like three frames. That is such an obscure like reference. <laughs> I know. Um, and I just want to say now that I am God, and I can tell you that season eight of the Clone Wars isn't happening. You're going to be really embarrassed when season 8 of the Clone Wars happens. Yeah, well, Lucifer's always got his little tricks, doesn't he? So, ideally we should go through the whole season, but we both know that we're going to spend the majority of time on the last four episodes. Let's just start with some little, not some background to the Clone Wars, everyone knows so much and we love it, but what were you thinking when this build-up was happening before season 1 aired? What were you expecting? You mean before episode one aired? What did I say? Season one. Before episode one aired of this final season. Well, I was of course excited, but you know, it's been a rough time for for hype recently. So I was keeping my expectations lower, trying to at least. And I did watch the first episode before I decided on the whole watching it via arcs thing, which by the way... I didn't watch it episode by episode when it came out. I watched it arcs at a time, which is the far superior way to do it. I think, ladies and gentlemen, Kyle is correct that arc by arc is probably a superior way to do it if you have the patience. However, even if you do not have the patience, I will say that you should probably find it and use that method for watching the Siege of Mandalore final four episode arc. The first well, it doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter now, but who knows who will listen to this having not had watched the final season. And Yeah, but you don't need to watch it week by week anymore. That's true. That's true. I, supp- I suppose you're right, Kyle, and I am full. But if you ever invent time travel and this audio file survives and you go to the past and you have to watch it week by week, watch... You can watch the other episodes however you choose, I really believe. The first two arcs, they're nice, but they're not all that consequential, in my opinion. And then this fin- the final four episodes, you need to watch all in one. You can't do it in settings. Well, that is that. my primary question about the first two arcs, which are Bad Batch and Martinez the, Sisters. Yeah. Is why those two specifically... You know, you you had all these different stories that they, they had worked on but didn't finish. I know some of them got resolved in books and stuff, but 
they didn't seem very climactic, if you know what I mean. They didn't seem like they were wrapping up something. So, I, I can tell you what I think they were trying to do. The Clone Wars is, you know, it's a lot about the clones and Jedi and Dave Filoni loves Ahsoka. So, the bad... As do we all. The, yeah, every, as, as do we all. The Bad Batch is your traditional... You could put the Bad Batch in any season of the previous seasons of the Clone Wars. There was nothing inherently tying it to season seven. You know, you could have put it anywhere. You even could have put it in the earlier seasons before they were doing, like, you know, chronological order releases. And that that was why that was first. It was just to kind of get you back into the Clone Wars you'd remember. Nothing too extreme. Okay. Just a good old a good old Clone Wars arc with the clones and Anakin. Nice wee time, right? And then the Martinez... The last of the fun, happy adventures. Yes, exactly. The Martinez sister arc, which kind of, in a weird way, it does kind of phase into the Siege of Mandalore. Um, so you it, it could you could say it's like an extended prologue. But that was specifically and solely built around just spending time with Ahsoka. What she was doing was immaterial, even though two episodes are basically the same, where she breaks out of prison and the episode ends back in prison, you know? Um... <laughs> But it's it's that is just just to spend time with Ahsoka, which is another you know big major part of the Clone Wars, and then the Siege of Mandalore is why we're all here. So first one is just to give you a taste of what you remember. Middle one is just to kind of spend time with the character that this is all really revolving around at this point, and then the siege is what we're all here for. I think that's why those ones were chosen and not the other ones because the other ones were just kind of not in terms of their story but they were more Bad Batch-esque. It was just another day in the war. That's what the other episodes were that weren't used. You know like the one with Anakin mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan stealing the Kyra Crystal all them. It is weird that it's only a half season. I mean I, I realise that they might have just put half the season's budget into the Siege of Mandalore. That's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. Everything was so different about the Siege of Mandalore. The Siege of Mandalore is like they built it up from scrap. It even looks, it's the same art style, but it even looks slightly different. Like they've put a new lighting rig oh, yeah, in for it's... it or something, or the camera, the technology they use for the virtual camera is different. They showed General Grievous for like two frames, and it's a completely new model. <laughs> a brilliant model. Yeah, he looks great, but you need. It was so bizarre because they don't even use him in the show. I know. I've I've spoken to a few friends who like massive Clone Wars fans love the prequel era, and surprisingly, we keep coming back to those those few shot those few frames in a single shot of General Grievous. And I'm like, man, he he looks so cool. Seeing the 2003 Clone Wars animated cartoon, the 2D one. Mm-hmm. He, art style aside, his visual look is really imposing. He's a white cloak. But like he got the big broad shoulders, he looks like a Romulan from TNG, and like that's what that new Grievous looked a little bit like. He just had the broad shoulders, and he just kind of was like standing there, imposing on the bridge, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I, we had, I don't think think Grievous of Clone Wars seasons past has been much like that because he's always kind of quite an animated figure. Because he's always losing. He's always, he's always losing, but like when he's standing on the bridge, he's always like you know, arm outstretched, fist clenched, you know, crush them, blah blah blah. You know. Remember that episode where they had to just give General Grievous a win, so they sent Kit Fisto to his base. Oh yeah, was that Air season one, season two? I think that was season two. And he has his old and his old Padawan is there as well. 
And he, and he tries to one-on-one General Grievous, but he ain't no Ahsoka. He can't take General Grievous. I used to really like that episode, and now whenever like I saw it on Disney Plus when I was doing my Clone Wars rewatch, I was like, oh, I'll just skip it. Oh, it's, you can't skip an episode with Kit Fisto. I used I used I used to not be able to skip an episode of Kit Fisto. Now Kyle and The Smiling Kyle, Jedi in two thousand and twenty Kyle I do it surprisingly easy. I used to struggle. It's very disappointing. Right, let's talk about the Bad Batch. Let's let's do this proper. <laughs> the Bad Batch. We won't talk about it in episodes because I kind of forget where episodes start and finish. But oh, by the way, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah. Um. We won't talk about it episode by episode. We'll just talk about it arc by arc because I'll forget where yeah. what starts and ends. But you know, we do we do start to contradict myself. We do start with Rex in episode one, just kind of um, contemplating the war. Is that in episode one? Yeah, he's thinking about all his dead chums. Well, like Fives is dead, and even mentions Heavy before that, and you're like Heavy. Who's heavy? Oh yeah. Oh, you can't forget heavy. The guy from Come the, the guy from the moon base with the small minigun. He's he's ninety nine's friend. Gives ninety nine his medal. Gives ninety nine his medal, and then he dies anyway. And he's you know Rex is sad about everyone who's died, and he's thinking about how many more people we're gonna lose. But he thinks Echo's alive for some reason. It, it's extremely convenient that they named that character Echo. Can I just say that? It, it worked. It worked in a, a weird way. A distant Echo is such a perfect name for an episode. Yeah, it is. And it wasn't... When they made that character, that even that wasn't even their intention. No, he was called Echo because he kept repeating the orders. Yeah. It was the thing. So anyway, so Echo died in like season four? Season... Wherever they it was when they were the breaking Citadel. into the Citadel. Yeah, and yeah. He, he saves he saves everyone by running away with the bomb. The episode with with pre Grand Moff Tarkin in it. Yeah, I don't know why Echo survived. He 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 he's a little worse for wears. He, he is a little worse for wear. He is part battle droid now. Because uh, this is this is a tiny nitpick, but it bothers me that they gave him legs and a robot hand. Why did they do that? Because, okay, you in case you don't know, he didn't die. He was captured by the Separatists, and specifically, what Tambor? What and Tambor? And used as, like, as a strategic computer thing. He used him as like a supercomputer he... because he knew all the strategies that Rex and Anakin knew to fight off the droid army. Then no one believes he's alive, but Rex has some feeling, and they go to take out this base because... Just the Republic are getting their ass handed to them on this planet. It is a bad time for the Grand Army of the Republic. But, you know, they think, how are we going to get there? We need an elite squad. We happen to have one. The Bad Batch. The Bad Batch are... <laughs> Outcasts. They are, I mean... I think it's a fine idea. I... I... They weren't like overly interesting. They're kind of, you know, they kind of felt like they were made to sell toys, I, yeah. which is a very common Star Wars thing. So I kind of think that idea was good back when the idea was first thought of, but 
maybe it's just because I've got older, but the idea becomes less cool with age, and I kind of don't care as much as I did back when they released the pre-render episodes back in 2015 or whenever it was. You've got you've got Ramble clone, you've got Big clone, you've got Sniper clone, you've got Smart clone. It's like a video game roller deck. It is. It's, it's, there are noble classes. <laughs> and, you know, Echo kind of fits in now because he's now, like, you know, he's the droid one that can plug into computers. I should just say before we do this, we do get a little touch on Anakin and Padme and where they're at. Jesus. Oh, I like that scene when they're hiding and, and the, the thing Rex is covering the for Rex them. Rex is covering for them and he taps and he's like, I'm doing a spot check on your gear. Just your helmet though, nothing else. And we call Padme and she's, she's early pregnancy, like the audience can tell, but Anakin obviously doesn't know. There's, there's a reason they shot that side on, so you could get a look at her belly. Sure, yeah. And Wait, are you... Anakin yeah. doesn't know. I oh, know because she tells yeah, him in the movie, yeah, she, doesn't she? Yeah, she tells him in Revenge of the Sith, so he doesn't know. He's incredibly unobservant. Incredibly unobservant. And he didn't get a side-on angle. We did. He <laughs> uh, <laughs> only saw her from the front. You couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly it. Uh, she never turned around for him, you know? And then, you know, Obi-Wan's coming. Knock, knock, knock. And they've clearly rehearsed this because Anakin knows that's the sign of Obi-Wan. The, the three mm-hmm. knocks. He shall knock three times. And it's a great, great little exchange. And Obi-Wan knows. Obi-Wan's like, That really freaked me out when I first saw it. It's like, Obi-Wan should know. Tell, what is this? Tell Pat. And, right, so I think he's kind of always had his suspicions, right? Throughout the Clone Wars, little bits and pieces here or there, and I, for some reason, this one scene, maybe it's just because I'm so aware that we're really close to the Revenge of the Sith, but this tell Padme that I said to Lore, whatever, really made it more p- poignant for Revenge of the Sith, wherein he's like, you know, um, Anakin is the father, isn't he? It's like, ah, you bastard. He always knew. It does make Obi Wan seem like less of an idiot because watching the Clone Wars. All the way through, you'd have to be a complete moron not to notice that Anakin really, really cares about Padme. Like when she's trapped down in the in the cave with the blue shadow virus, and he's like freaking out. Yeah. So I always kind of thought, maybe it's a couple of lines of dialogue here or there before this season. But I always kind of thought he did know that he knew that he cared, but kind of like how he cared for Satine, he couldn't let that get in the way of he's doing his job. And I think Obi Wan was always aware of it, but also thought Anakin wouldn't maybe act on it as much. He was wrong, but, you know... Uh, naturally. I, th- I think he always kind of thought, yeah, there's a thing there, but it doesn't matter, you know. They're not going to get married and break the code. Anakin would never do that. He's the chosen one. He's he's supposed to save the Jedi, not destroy them. Leave it in darkness. So, we then go away with the Bad Batch after we've heard their subclass abilities. And they go on Cody, a scouting mission. Cody comes as well. And Jesse comes. Who's now an arc trooper? He's now an arc trooper, and him and Cody and Rex and a medic who's just there for plot and the Bad Batch and Anakin. All I sw- didn't, wasn't Jesse a medic beforehand? I can't remember. I thought Jesse used to be a medic. Never mind. That's it's so hard to keep track of clones. I'm sorry. They all they all look go, they all look very ah, similar. That's racist. They all go <laughs> hunting. They go hunting for what Tambor and his mysterious tactical computer, and you know it's, well, uh, they, they get, take they take a, they take a station they, like a like a tower. They do take a tower, but they don't get there first because remember, Cody gets injured, and Jesse and the medic have to get out of there with Cody. Or or wait, is it Jesse that gets? Is Cody even there? 
I can't remember. I feel like Cody I'm was... I'm only thinking about Siege of Mandalore. <laughs> Cody was there, and then Jesse and the medic have to stay with Cody to get him airbacked out. Or maybe Cody just isn't there, and Jesse gets injured, and the medic's... Because the medic's there, and so is Jesse. And I feel like Cody's there. Anyway, they leave, and it's just a bad batch. Anakin and Rex. And that's when they just kind of, you know, Rex has a tussle with the other clones. And it really feels, it really feels like they're demasculating the clones compared to the Bad Batch because they're just all like, we're bigger and better, da da da. You're the you're regulars. What did they call them, regs? I think they call them regs. You're just, yeah. you're just a filthy reg. And, you know, as the audience were like, he's not a filthy reg, he's not a shiny, he's Captain Rex. He, he's going to outlive all of you. Yeah, he's, cause we don't know what happens to the Bad Batch. They might show up in the sequel, sequel trilogy. <laughs> So, we then, after they have a couple of punching matches, and Anakin's like, Cam, Cam, your ham clones, I am your general, and we will go, and if Echo is alive, we shall save him. And there was, like, a native species people, wasn't there? There was. There was There was a third or fourth time we've seen a native village people in the Clone Wars. It's a thing they do often. Yeah, uh-huh. They, do, do they my, my personal favourite is the Scottish lemurs. I was just I was just thinking the Scottish lemurs. That's a good that's a good arc. We eventually take a small tower and we're like we could push forward or we could draw them in. I can't remember what they do because again I'm just thinking of the Siege of Mandalore. <laughs> and we make a run for it, I believe, and we take the tower. And one of the episodes ends with us fighting our way through, and what Tambor's like. He's not even here. What are you talking about? We don't know who your Echo Trooper is. You, you definitely said that wrong. It's what Tambor? And what Tambor says, I don't know who you're looking for. Uh, I don't know who Echo is. We have no soldier that you're looking for here. You're just crazy. We're going to kill you. And they get in the door anyway, because the door was locked. And there he is. Echo's in a big um, Captain Cutlass from Scooby-Doo brass cage and we get him out and he's kind of he's kind of lucid he's not really lucid he's a bit you know out there he doesn't he, he can't walk even though his legs are robotic and i guess anakin's and uh, luke's hand feels pain they program pain into it so it's fine yeah and you know you've got your nerve your nerve joints have haven't really worked in tandem with the robot legs so like you know you're not just not used to it right it's whatever he is missing his uh facial hair. I'm fairly sure Echo used to have like a little goatee, but it's fine. It's fine. Well, he's, been, he's been through a lot, Kyle, okay? He got singed <laughs> off in the explosion. <laughs> so, we then are able to unplug him after the Bad Batch and Anakin hold off weird battle droids that we've never seen before that look like stick insects. Yeah, they're, 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 and, the, and yeah, they make different noises, but they still have the same voice, which is really distracting. I feel like they should have had a different voice. Yeah. Well, mem- they still sound mem- like battle got, droids. Like, the underwater super battle droids. Yeah, but they sounded like super battle droids, did they not? The B2 super battle droids and underwater battle droids, I get that they're supposed to be different variations of the super battle droid, and then you get the ones that the, you know, also jetpack battle droids are also just super battle droids with jetpacks. Mm-hmm. I don't find it hard to believe that this is just in our variation of the B1 battle droid, because we've got multiple variations yeah, of the B2. It's it's just uncomfortable to hear the, the regular battle droid voice out of a completely different body, you know? Yeah, but I could, for some it's reason... It's like when C-3PO was on a battle droid body, you know? It's, like, it's the same energy. Die, Jedi, die! <laughs> that, that was a moment in that film. 
That was the thing that happened in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> when you see him in scenes in like the new films, he just is night and day. Uh, when he's sacrificing his memory to yeah, so this to, person to fought in a gladiator arena against hundreds of Jedi. He doesn't remember that though. Oh no, remember that came out recently that he's, that he's regained all his memory now. Yeah, he that remembers was, all of it. That 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 was a thing, but like you know, they never they never told us that. We're getting off topic. We're getting off topic. So. These stick insect battle droids have smaller hitboxes because they're tiny and harder mm-hmm. to hit, but easier to cut through with the lightsaber, I might add, because of how skinny they are. And there's just lots of them because they can pack in really tightly to each other. And they start to hold off and then they eventually unplug Echo from the machine in the nick of time. And then they lock the door and then they break through the door because what tambor shows up with other what tambor people from the techno union. And they have like a, a great shot where they're all looking through the hole. It's just like it's very, it's a very it's, fun shot. Very, it's very, it's very hammy shot, like from a comedy scene or something. Where they're like, where, where they go? Why look? Why is? Why does what Tambor look through it? They could like he could he's like, he's like the main man. Imagine the sniper clone was standing there with a rifle. We missed the part where the sniper clone. Where the sniper clone shoots up a bunch of mirrors and then kills like 50 battle droids at once. That was pretty awesome. We eventually find ourselves running through the system and we are on a pipe. We're on a big, a big Star Wars bridge. A big Star Wars, not pipe bridge. It's very narrow and they can go over one by one. Hurrah, hurrah. And then they get cut off on both sides and need to run back. But they can't. It's like that scene in Indiana Jones. They're being closed, yes, from Temple of Doom. And they're being closed in against, and what they have to get out. So the the bird, the native villagers come and rescue them. That's what happens. No, it wasn't the native villagers. It was just the native villagers' big bird friends. Big bird friends, right? Okay, and then they go it's back. It's like to the it's like villagers. Avatar. Yeah, you gotta read the big birds. How does this episode end though? Do they act, does, like taking Echo away? That they still haven't won the planet. What Tambor? What Tambor is still there? There was the episode after that where they go back with Echo and his new like. Ooh, he yeah. has like the special armor. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got he's got a little and red. They go on a mission to. They yeah. go on a mission to do a thing. And it's like to blow up the base or something. I think so. It's something like that. I I, sh- I was going to rewatch and, 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 this season, and, and but they I all just think that Echo might be might be a traitor because he's got yeah. brainwashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that that Star Wars. But he's so, not a, he's not a traitor. He's he's a loyal yeah, soldier. Because I remember rah, rah. episode three ends with them talking about we don't know if we can trust him just as they're leaving the place, the native village place, and the camera lingers on him for one second. There's a weird shot where you kind of the show is trying to bait the audience into thinking that maybe he isn't trustworthy. And I was like, oh no, I don't. Don't turn Echo bad. That's the only reason that shot can be there in my mind. It's to trick the audience. Well, obviously, yeah. But season, but season four, but episode four doesn't do anything with it. They just dump it. They don't try and make the audience. They don't try and keep string the audience along. They just leave it. So I'm like, why even fill us for two seconds at the end of episode three if you're not even going to bring it up in episode four? Not even oh, for no, a the second. Characters are talk. Characters talk about it in the episode, like. Is he a traitor? We don't know. He was with the Separatists for a long time, plugged into a big robot machine. It would make sense to try and brainwash him. You remember that a bit more than me. That is a rare turn of offence. And then Rex was all, no, he's he's a good soldier. I remember Rex sticking up for him quite a bit, but I couldn't remember if that was in episode 4 or episode 3. So, they go back in episode 4, 
to the place, and this time Echo's like in a better condition. He's not like a he's not a he he. They gave him a convenient droid arm. Yeah, he's not a liability to the team anymore. He now has a plug-in. He can now hack computers. And that's all well and fine and dandy. And they go back. And isn't it kind of just a rinse and repeat? They go there with the same people they left with. And and they're stuck in a room trying to plant a bomb this time. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and they they plant... It's a theme of of these first episodes. It's just doing the same thing again. Wait, do they not go into space and they have a shuttle? Yeah. Yes, they're on they're on a spaceship sp- and uh, Anakin Kel- Ad- Admiral Trench was in these episodes. Yeah, oh, and he, what Tambor tells Admiral Trench that they're here looking for their soldier and Trench is in a Yes, that's exactly what happens. Cuz Admiral Trench window shows out. up as well. He does. I does and he says I have dismantled 1000 blah 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 you take one battle. <laughs> I'm droid. just remembering all of this right now. I completely forgot yeah, about him and, all him of and this. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan jump in. I have dismantled however many of you take one battle droids and if you can surrender now we will repurpose you. Yeah, that happens. That was a good scene. That was fun. Uh, Admiral, Admiral Trench gets Darth Vader. Yeah, Admiral Trench has been like a villain through quite a bit of this show and he was never in the prequels at all so this was like a weird they had to kind of close out his story I think. He was only really like very memorable in his first appearance, though. Yeah, but with the stealth ship. Remember, he got like he got blown up, and then he came back kind of partially robotic. He did. He wasn't always partially. Yeah, he's robotic. like a cy- He's like a cyborg because he got blown up, and they wanted to bring him back. Yeah, so they bring him back to close out his story, and he's like, "You, he's Anakin, because Anakin's got him cornered on the bridge. You won't kill me. You're a Jedi." And Anakin kills him, and you're like, "Oh, oh, Darth Vader." You're coming. Dun, dun, dun. Now that ain't the first Separatist you're killing in the next couple of weeks, buddy. <laughs> we then find ourselves in a position where the bomb is planted, Trench is dead, we're all getting off the ship, and we all go back to base. We have completely skimmed this last episode, but I don't really care. <laughs> we're already half an hour in, we haven't got to see Jim Mandalore yet. We need to speed things we along need to speed here. things along here, and we're talking to Echo, and we're like, Echo, what do you want to do? Do you want to stay with us, or do you want to go with the Bad Batch? You don't even have cool Bad Batch armor. You're still wearing white armor. Hey, not yet. He, you get that later. He had he had like weird white armor with a little pale red skull on it that kind of is like you're Bad Batch, but not really Bad Batch because you're still white and red and not black and red. And they leave, and he's still white. The show doesn't nearly acknowledge enough that uh, Echo used to be an arc trooper. He's kind of a badass. Yeah, yeah, I know. The show really does treat him kind of like he's still just kind of learning to be himself again. But we don't, we don't have a lot of time. It's all going one after another. If like the war went on another five years, I'm sure he'd be back to normal. So we then jump that that, and he says, "I want to stay with the Bad Batch," and that's fine. He's now found a family again. He's just completely abandoned Rex, who's lost all of his other friends. Echo was his only friend left, and Echo left. He's all alone. There's no one here but Anakin. But you got to have Ahsoka. But we'll get there soon. <laughs> but we do jump. That is now over. Well, actually, hold on. What did you think of the Bad Batch, Kyle? It was fine. I, I'm in the the minority, the the massive minority, where I preferred the next arc over the Bad Batch. Okay. Well, let's. You take us into the next arc, Kyle. You take us into it. Okay, well, the next arc is all about Ahsoka and what she was up to between season five when she left and Siege of Mandalore. And she's just chilling on Coruscant. She she has a jumpsuit 
and a speeder bike. And she conveniently crashes it into a garage. It was it was the will of the force, I assume. It only could have been the will of the force. That's the only thing that makes sense. And she meets she meets two sisters who look suspicious like the characters from Borderlands 3. I'm just pointing that out. But you've not got a mad queen called Tyrene coming alive. Okay, but she does look a lot like Mad Queen Tyrene. <laughs> God, you're with me on this one, right? Sure, sure, yeah. Um... And yeah, again, she is a weird speeder bike that crashes, and she's on lev- what level, Sean Kyle? Sub level nineteen. I don't know. Thirteen, thirteen. Oh yeah, the, the, was it a show it was or a game. game or something? It was a game. It was a really cool gameplay, okay. like tech demo that that was like the game got cancelled. Was it thirteen, thirteen? She crashes on. I feel like it was because that that would be an obvious Easter egg. But then I'm thinking, did they really do that? I liked all this stuff. What do the people who live on Carson yeah. actually do? That's great. And I think this, but I think all of Clone Wars has done this quite well, to be honest with you. This isn't the first time we've up, we've covered this. Where how the Republic. Well, sure. Even like in season one. The, when... the people really don't have a high opinion of the Jedi. They're just like a weird religious order that's somehow been given military control. Um, True. And how, if you're a regular citizen, how weird would that be if the Pope was like the field marshal of the army? Well, they're bit, they're like the Inquisition. Yeah, but like they're still leading the the political army. It's not like the Jedi are just an army of Jedi. They have military military funded. It is a very them. weird system, and Star Wars is one of the few things where I can say this is weird, and I know it's actually intentional. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So I mean, I don't have a problem with it. Like the Jedi kind of suck. Yeah. But I'm allowed to say that because that's that's in the script. The Jedi came to Yeah, that, that's like part of the story. That's what makes Star Wars interesting. The good guys, institutionally speaking, aren't the best. It's not like uh, Star Trek Picard where the Federation suck and it's like, no, they don't suck. What are you talking about? Star Trek, yeah, 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 child, we're not going there, right? Oh, I'm not falling for that. <laughs> we're not going there. So we find ourselves in a position where we're continuing to explore why the people might not be the biggest fan of the Jedi. Strange and new worlds. Why Order... Seek out your life. Shut up, Kyle. <laughs> Order 66. Why you see Order 66, probably for a lot of people, wasn't a big deal. The Empire coming to power was a big deal. But the Jedi's death... Oh, the, 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 Je- the, the Jedi tried to assassinate the Chancellor. That seems legit. They didn't, they didn't like them, so who, who cares? You know... Jedi are gone. One day they were here, one day they weren't. The military didn't really question it because they probably didn't like a weird monk telling them what to do. This, this attack has left me scarred. Deformed. But my resolve has never been stronger. Good guy, Sheev. <laughs> good guy, Sheev. Uh, real hero. Real hero. Real, real good guy he was back then. Now democracy dies. Thunderous applause. So, she was killed when... What's his name? Cad Bane broke out. Was free. Zero, uh, Zero the Hut. Zero the Hut. I'm sure she's talking about Luminara and Dooley, right? With the green skin. Yeah, she thing. says it's Green Lady Jedi. Yes. Yeah. It was the wall of the force that your parents died, which it does seem like a pretty Jedi thing to it say. It does, but it's horrible. <laughs> you know, like, here's a cookie. I'm sorry your parents died. You don't even have, like, a program. You, know you, you could go further and take that as a bit of scathing on religion in general. Like, it's like, oh, it was the will of God at least your parents died. At least when, like, Iron Man causes havoc, he has, like, a relief team that he pays for to try and help people recover. 
You see that in Age of Ultron quite clearly. That's why I always find Civil War. Oh, sure. Like in a... Iron Man ain't a bad guy. Spider-Man as well. It's the whole plot. Yeah. Uh, like he has like a relief team. The Jedi don't. The Jedi just... Apparently don't even pay their employees enough. That was why the guy that apparently got framed for blowing up the Jedi Temple left in a shithole. The Jedi don't... <laughs> they don't fr- let their employees unionize. They don't, they don't have unions. They don't pay their employees enough. And they don't care about people who they get caught up in their own collateral damage. They just say it was the Separatists' fault for not playing game. Well, it's the thing that I like to point out, that they don't care that Tatooine is a slave state. They're not here to free slaves, Kyle. They're not here to free slaves, it's fine. They work with the Huts. They save his, 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 his really, really cute son. Because they needed the hyperspace lens to take the war into the outer rim. God, Kyle. Of course. I remember. And this... And these sisters, one of them has a spaceship that she built and she's really proud of. And the other one is... And it's called, it's called like, the Silver Angel and everyone thinks this is a weird name. I, I, it's, it's, I don't think this can, is Can we both acknowledge that it's it, not it's, a weird it's, name? It's completely in Star Wars. The Millennium Falcon? The thousand-year-old Falcon? What does that even mean? This is a, the, 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 the ship's been around for a thousand years and it used to be shaped like a bird, but now it isn't because it's a thousand years old? That doesn't make any sense. Kyle, this is a bad ship name. Anyway, so these two sisters, they're one of them's the, 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 the slimy criminal one, and one of them is the overly innocent mechanic one. Who I, and I don't mean to say this in any condescending or any weird way where I'm trying to say it in a negative way. I don't know how to word that properly, but I'm sure that character was somewhere on the spectrum. I think I think that's a, a safe reading Skipping on a bit, there's the scene where she dumps all the space, and when they're at the dinner table and she keeps talking about how fast her ship is, I think they were going for something there. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's not at all a bad thing, you know, you're giving different variations of characters showing up in the show, and you're not beating people over the head with them talking about what their mental state is, it's just, oh, maybe they are, and this is something in the script that would let people know that. But this, well, again, like you say, when they dump the space and she keeps going on about how they're not taking her ship and she just, just the way she was, she never seemed like she was quite there. Now, while it's been good for representation, I actually found it a little bit like I was I was with Ahsoka and the other slimy criminal sister was like, come on, get with the program. We've got to keep going here. We don't have time to debate this ship. You know, it was also frustrating for me as a person. I think I think that's just how it was intended. Yeah, yeah no, it completely was. This is why I like these arcs. The The two sisters, I like their dynamic where the, the older sister, she cares for her sister, but she is also manipulating her. Yeah. There's stuff going on there. I, I find it all very interesting. It was. I don't think that this. I don't think any of these episodes were bad. I do kind of wonder why these episodes... I, I told you why I thought these episodes were chosen, about, because one was an old-timey adventure and one was about Ahsoka. But I, I just... I wanted more. It felt like a we could have done another story to keep up to date with Ahsoka. Like, they go and get the spice. It was nice to see Kessel. I won't lie. I enjoyed seeing Kessel again. It looked awesome. It did. It did. Kessel looks great and it looks good in Solo. God, Solo's a f- damn fine film. And then we find that they go to these people and they've dumped the spice and Ahsoka's got a plan, but the plan doesn't go according to plan. They get caught. They go to jail. They break out of jail. They see people in cloaks that look like they might be Bo-Katan because it's Mandalorian. They go, well, it definitely is Bo-Katan. Yeah, well, definitely, that's right. But we don't know that yet. 
If you recognize her helmet, which I did because I'm a nerd, it's clearly Bulkatan. Yeah, but like, you're not supposed. There's not. You're not supposed to know that yet, girl, right? I think I knew it was Bulkatan as well, by the way. But like, I just, you're not. If it was Bulkatan, she would have been walking around with her helmet on, right? For the sake of the the show, we're trying to build up some dramatic tension here, Kyle. Uh, by the way, they're they're dealing with the Pikes, aka the Snake. The Pikes men. is I was I kept wanting to say the Then, but I don't know who the Then is. <laughs> no, the Pikes. Yeah, the Pikes. I know it's the Pikes, but I, I don't know why I couldn't remember. The Pikes Syndicate. Yeah, the Pikes Syndicate. And the, the Christopher Pikes Syndicate. Hey, hey, <laughs> Strange New World's coming to CBS. Hey, oh, we're not going there today. And she goes to prison. She breaks out of prison. She's back in prison. Waste of time. We have some nice little scenes. We find it out was it was some fun there. escapades. Okay, this was just ah, uh, and Bo-Katan, and this, we do some Jedi mind tricks, and there's some weird people out there. It's all Star Wars stuff. I I always find it fun to see a Jedi doing stuff with the lightsaber. So she's doing like sweet kung fu moves. Yeah, showing their actual physical prowess. Oh, and also the whole time she's trying to hide the fact that she's a Jedi. Well, even though these sisters are really unobservant. Like, do you remember when they have to jump across the bridge? Yeah, and they just miss her doing a massive jump. They miss her doing a massive jump, and they also miss her catching the sister with the force. Oh, her up. yes. Like, how did you miss that? Come on. They, are, they were quite dumb to how obviously force-sensitive that Ahsoka was. Or when they're running away and she uses the force to push over some barrels while they're not was, looking. There's a little stuff. scene reminiscent of Return of the Jedi in the first episode of this arc I forgot to talk about where they're leaving and um, pilot sister goes into the Republic um, ship lane and she's like and the criminal one's like, I'm just taking my sister for some flying lessons. She isn't supposed to be in this lane. I'm sorry because Yularen shouting at them over the comm but doesn't know Soka's on board. He says like he's gonna shoot them down or something yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and then they're like, "Where's your what's your pilot's license?" And uh, the sister's like, "I need a I need I need a license." And you know what? It's quite a good point. I never even thought of that. I was like, "Wait, you need a license?" Like it makes sense, but I never like thought of it. And then there's a little couple of camera camera shots that's supposed to recreate the scene from Return of the Jedi. It's an older code, sir, but I was about to let them through and, you know, like Yularen's Admiral, um, what's his face? And mm-hmm. Admiral Piet and Anakin is Anakin instead of Darth Vader. You know, it's supposed to be the same kind of thing. And then like he does the force thing and he's like, no, let them pass. There's no trouble here, you know, but, she, but he doesn't know Sokka's on board. It's very... Well, that also, that reminded me of um, when Darth Vader and Rebels is flying around in his fighter and he senses Ahsoka on the ghost. The Apprentice lives. Yeah, but he didn't say that in this episode. <laughs> I'm just saying it reminded me of that. Good bit, good bit. Like that bit in Rebels. So, they break out of the Pikes for a fifth time. And... <laughs> they discover that the Pikes are working for Maul. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, see, I was going to bring that up when we talk about the Siege of Mandalore when you see them in that episode as well, briefly. But, yeah, uh-huh. So we find out which like, what's they doing what they're doing on the phone tomorrow, Soka finds out. Which of course is why Bokatan is there. That's why Bokatan is there. She wasn't there looking for Ahsoka, that was just, that was just a happy, a happy, a happy accident. accident. That was the will of the, the force. The will of the force, just like the death of their parents. <laughs> so they get out, they fly away, 
back to 1313 in the shipyard, in their garage. And Bo-Katan follows them. Kyle, Bo-Katan's... She does. Waiting for them. And it's like, you know, you want to you wanna come, wanna come with us? We need your help. And she's like, yeah, sure. And they, bored. they walk away. No, because she's like, I don't want to go. And then the crime lady, the crime sister is like, you are more of an idea of what we think the Jedi should be if they were if they weren't so fucking corrupt or like weren't so mm-hmm. like institutional institutionally tied, you know, with the law. Like you're you're you are what the Jedi should be, just kind of rogues that do good deeds, you know? Well she this look is a Jedi who actually cares about people. Well that that means she's not As a Jedi. To the Jedi. <laughs> well yeah, but the Jedi are all you can't have emotional attachments and all this stuff. She believes in justice and peace in the American way. God damn it! Oh God, <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't relate Sarah so much for that Second Amendment. Am I right? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so she's like, "Fine, I'll go with you, Bo-Katan. And they walk away, and we roll credits. And that's what I mean by it kind of fades into the siege. I don't know why people kept describing it as filler, as if it's not a very typical Clone Wars arc. I, I do. I see. I do think that it was a bit of waste of time where they broke out from jail and were back in jail. It was. It felt like a bit of running back and forward. It, I, I don't. Mind that. I don't feel like the arc was filler, but I feel like there was episodes of filler within the arc. If you, if that makes sense. I, I don't think it matters because we're finally at the siege of Mandalore. It's kind of weird to call it that because the siege of Mandalore is only actually the first two episodes. And no of this episode arc. is actually called the siege of Mandalore. Episode one is called Old Friends Not Forgotten. And they they did like a Phil Star Wars yeah, opening for right. it. Right. So Clone Wars theme is great. I believe it's become iconic in its own right within the Star Wars community. It's like the Star Wars theme with the drums. Da, 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 da. Yeah, you get it, you know it, right? Great yellow text. Star the Clone Wars, right? But this kind of opens silent. And it says Lucasfilm company production or whatever, and it's like the old original text. It's not anything new. It's not Lucasfilm yeah. two thousand and twenty text. It's old style Lucasfilm logo, and it's in red. And it's the real Star Wars theme, Kyle. It's the yeah. it's the John Williams original. And oh boy, you know you're in for something. You're in for something special because they know that you know that you've been waiting for this. <laughs> you're strapped in. You're like, oh, 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 here we go. And the Star it's, Wars. It's theme. like a much bigger version of the episode of Rebels where they play the Clone Wars theme. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That that episode with the battle droids and stuff because that was like a fun throwback to the Clone Wars because at that point the Clone Wars was dead. Yes. And now and then now for this this was like okay here is like your. He, this is this is our second Clone Wars film. We can't say it's a film because Lucasfilm didn't want us to make a film, most likely. But this is essentially a film. We're just gonna, it is it is a it film. Is a film, yeah. And it's just they don't even have a. I actually thought they were going to have a full crawl. I kind of think they maybe should have, but I've also got a feeling that someone told them not to put a crawl in. And we have our last speech from you, Lauren. Does I, did they have a speech? I don't think I had a speech. It did. You learn opens it with describing. We see the different Jedi where they oh, are. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You see, you see, like that's when we see Grievous. I thought you saw Grievous at the start of the Bad Batch. Huh. No, you see Grievous at the start of um, of Siege of Mandalore. Oh right, okay, yeah, right, okay. 
The final general Grievous has pushed his forces across the outer rim. Yeah, oh, because this is the outer rim sieges, that's fair. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, the Jedi have been stretched. Right, okay, and then we find Commander Cody with the 212th that are all pinned down on this bridge. Now, I have a question for you, Kyle. Okay. The bridge that we find Obi-Wan on at the start of this episode, as heroic as it is, is this the business on Cato de Moedia that doesn't, it doesn't count? Uh <laughs> Maybe. Did they say it was Kato you know what the Moidia? I didn't say it's Kato. In the elevator. No, 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 no. That's it. Say after. Oh, Vendor no, it's Sith, when they're at yeah, the. Yeah. Just after um, the Chancellor walks away with Mace Windu and everyone. You you rescued, you killed Count Dooku, and you rescued the Chancellor carrying me back out on your back, or knocked out on your back, you know? And he's like, not for saving your skin for the 10th time. And he says, that business in Kato the Moidia doesn't, it doesn't count, Kyle. So, is that this business? <laughs> I guess we haven't seen the the business before. We we definitely we saw the nest of Gundarks and Clone Wars. We did, we did. I feel like we never said this was Kate Demoidi, and I don't know what Kate Demoidi looks like, but I'm going to say that's this business that doesn't it doesn't count. I'll let you have it. Great. It's it's a very it it's very fun. It's very much like the last scene of the Clone Wars, basically. Yeah, this is like the last. Is what I described. Yeah, it as. And you're completely right. It just it just it's just a, another day in the war. No big stories necessarily happening. Anakin walks out and he's all, "I surrender." No, I want. No, I want to talk about. Take hey, me. I want to talk about a wee bit before that because I really want to talk about everything in this. Um, the clones—they're just shooting, but they're getting pinned down. The droids are advancing on them, and there's a rock. Rest rockets are coming in, Kyle. And then out of nowhere, a big blue lightsaber cuts a rocket in half, and somehow still doesn't explode. I feel like it more so should have been force pushed away. <laughs> And we have a heroic shot of Obi-Wan Kenobi with the wind blowing through his hair and his fringe all tossing. Well, we can just point out, like, we can only do this so many times, but the animation for these last four episodes really does look incredible. It does. It looks absolutely brilliant. It's just, it's stunning. It's, it's cinema worthy. It is. It is just brilliant. I don't know if it's a new virtual camera system they're using or a new lighting rig or a mixture of both, because it, it is the same art I think it's a mixture of both. Yeah, it, is, yeah. it is the same art style they're using. Nothing has changed from that respect. And you, just, you can see light, the light reflecting in their eyes. It just it looks great. It's terrific. So he saves them. And then despite the fact he saved them, they're still getting the shit kicked out of them. So even he has to hide. Yep. And Anakin comes, you know, he's coming up. He's he's swaggering. He's cool. He's ready to go. And he's really reinforcing what we've known all along, which is Clone Wars Anakin is just, is just not, it's not Revenge of the Sith Anakin. It's not the same person at all. And, you know, he's like, hey, what are you guys doing down there? He's like, Anakin, get in cover. We're being shot at. And then he does like a little cool shoulder thing where the bullet goes right past him because he dodges it. You're like, ah, that only works in a cartoon. But it, oh, there, it, there's only like a thousand battle droids back there. Yeah, he's like, come on, we can deal with it. And he walks out and he does a Luke Skywalker. He does what his son does in The Last Jedi. His grandson, please. No, I'm talking about when Luke faces no, down the, the First Order. Right. Yeah, God. He doesn't have a grand... I know, Ben Swole is his grandson. <laughs> yes, Kyle, have you seen Star Wars? I have. I, I've, blocked the, I've blocked the sequel trilogy out of memory. <laughs> well... It's a cool camera shot with the binoculars and you see Anakin walking towards them. They should have played the Last Jedi music from that bit because that's a good bit. <laughs> and, you know, he should have... You know, he's like, well, I've, I've come to surrender. And the droid's like, well, that's a relief, you know. Well, that's a relief. Great bit. So, some some classic battle droid bits. Yeah, all, they're always doing bits, those battle droids. Remember, it's so weird in the movies that the battle droids aren't funny. 
Because that's why I associate them they with kind of are funny in Revenge, in Revenge of the Sith. They kind of are funny. I, I can't remember, remember that. Remember when they're on General Grievous' ship and they're like, "Don't move, Jedi," and they put their hand and like they, they don't put their hands up, and then Obi Wan and Anakin in the elevator just ignite their lightsabers and just kill them all. Or the super, or the um, the super battle droids, they, they kick R two, and they're like, "You stupid little astro droid," and he shoots oil on them and sets them on fire. My absolute favorite is in uh, the the Ryloth arc. Where they're walking past and there's the battle droid scrubbing the floors and they just lock him in the cell and he goes, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> well. It's my absolute so, favourite so, battle droid joke. Well, the, droid, the droids did kind of get funny in Revenge of the Sith because I always thought like in Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace they aren't funny. In Revenge of the Sith somehow they just they became funny. Well, in, in the first two movies they're supposed to be like these threatening battle like droids. They're just robotic. Yeah. And then by the third movie, they they must have realised that no one thinks the battle droids are scary. So they just play into some comedy. And you know what? I think it works. We The, the droids are like, that's great, because we can't find the tactical droid. That's why he's doing this. They try and draw out the tactical droid, and the tactical droid comes out, and he's like, why have you stopped firing? He's like, this Jedi wants to surrender. You know, maybe we should take him in. He could know some stuff. You know what I mean? Get a promotion. And... And tactical droids like, this is obviously a trap. You feel, and the R2 pokes his little periscope eye out, and he, he, Anakin's like, tell Rex and the boys to hold on a little bit longer. And he got his magnetic legs, and he goes under, and there is the 501st underneath the bridge with other jetpacks hiding. They fly now. They fly now, and it's a great bit. Then he's like, you fool, it's a trap. And then Anakin's like, well, yeah, it is. And then you play, they play the heroic. Start fast-paced Star Wars music, da 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 da, da and he uses the light, the force, and he pulls the tactical droid towards him, and he slices in him half in midair. Great little bit. And the five will first jump out with their jetpacks in the attack, and then he just walks back. He just Anakin just saunters on back because that's his bit done. And then Cody's speaking to like Obi Wan like it's the parent, and he's like, "Can I go join in too, Dad?" <laughs> And you know, and he's like, "You can go join the fun too, Cody." You know, and he goes and he goes and has fun. And Anakin and Obi Wan are just kind of there, like, "Ah, another good day in the war." That's how's done her bit. But then they have, they have a call from Yularen. Oh, they have, yeah, they do have a call from Yularen. Yeah, who has a call from Fulcrum? He's he's forwarding the message. Yeah, and he's like, and they're like, "So so so Guerrero." We're like, For, "Can I just Forrest point Whitaker? out something that seems really weird to me?" Yeah. Is that Ahsoka would keep using the name Fulcrum, what as part of the rebels, as if people, as if Darth Vader wouldn't immediately suspect who that is. True, that is true because that just seems a bit weird. Could you to imagine me. he always, he forgot Ahsoka used that that one time and just kept thinking it was Saw Gerrera. <laughs> it's like, wait, Saw so, so is helping the rebels. Oh no. <laughs> Can I just touch on something a little bit a second here? There's like a weird subsection of the Star Wars fandom now that really want like a a Fulcrum standalone piece of lore where like Fulcrum becomes like a mantle that, dif- that different people use. Why do we need that? That's already a thing. Yeah, it, it was, we don't need it. It was it was used by Saw Gerrera, then Ahsoka picked it up, but now people want to see who used it before Saw. So no one used it before Saw. So. Saw so came up with it, didn't he? And then, well, after Ahsoka, it was just by Agent Callus. Agent Callus, yeah. So it has a it has a limited life. People want to have like a big spanning thing. It's like when people make out a massive, pe- they spin a massive yarn over a tiny little bit of thread. It's stupid. I'm still disappointed at how small a part Agent Callus has in season four. They realised that he, he, he didn't have much use. 
Yeah, but after his redemption, I wanted to see him like doing things, you know. Nah, nah, that's it. He's just doing it. When Thrawn finds out he's a spy, it's all over. Scruffy Agent Callus. Scruffy with his hair, with his hair dangling down in front of him, which means he's hot. Yeah. So it does. <laughs> he's letting his beard grow out a bit more. Well, are taken back to the Clone Wars very briefly, Kyle, as much as we all love Callus and Fulcrum. So we have a nice little shot, and I love Star. I love shots in Star Wars of like shuttles flying up to capital ships. I love it. It's always great. Force Awakens is a great one, flying up to Kylo Ren's Star Destroyer from with his shuttle. It, this has it with the Republic gunship flying up to Benator. Great, I love it. Always in Star Wars, little staple of Star Wars: a ship flying up from a planet to a capital ship. Great stuff. And then they have a sitcom moment where they walk in chatting and see Ahsoka, and like, whoa! <laughs> the audience goes, ooh! Oh, it's like, oh, all right, Admiral, why did you bring us all the way back here? It's the back of an Ahsoka and Bo 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 Kanata, Bo Katan, Bo Kanata, Bo Bo Katan. That's a lord twist. <laughs> Maz Kanata had to find out how to fly that jetpack from somewhere, Kyle. Bo Katan Maz. We're gonna find out how she got that lightsaber. <laughs> it was it was always to do with Bo Katan, that's why she's showing up in the Mandalorian. Maz Kanata will also show up in the Mandalorian season two. So we are found out that the rogue Sith Lord Maul. So just to clarify, I had to look this up, right? So last time we saw Maul in Clone Wars, he'd be he'd had his ass handed to him by the Emperor. Yes. So between that and now, there was like a comic book or or a book where Maul was he was doing stuff. Sons of and then he got freed by some. He got freed by some Mandalorians, yeah, so, including so he, was, um, he was tortured by Count. What's his um, name? Gar Saxon. Gar Saxon. He was tortured by Count Dooku and stuff in that book or comic. Anyway, so that's why he's not with the Emperor anymore. I feel like they could have made that a little bit clearer, but it's not it's not that yes, big deal. Yes, it's not a big deal. Um, I think they have a line in there where it's like, you, you freed me from the Emperor's service. Apparently like his that. goal was to, like, it was, he was being instructed to, like, work up with the syndicates or something. So, something like that. Yeah, anyway, so the rogue Sith Lord... It's so bizarre that Maul is such a big part of Star Wars lore now. <laughs> yeah, considering where he used to be. Yeah, that is true. It's, Maul is such a great character, and when you think about 1999, when he was just he was just the martial arts... He was arts, the boss fight. He was the martial arts boss fight. He was the, he was the odd job of Star Wars. Maul is a great character, and from such weird beginnings, it's amazing that this is a character, Redemption, who has been completely saved. You know, not in terms of him becoming a good person. He's he's now, I believe, near the end, he became more of an anti-villain, like not like an he's, anti-hero. He's somewhere weird. He's at this point in Colton Wars. He's basically where he's at in Rebels. Yeah, where he's kind of he's just on Team Wall at this point. Just on Team, he wants to become like you know Emperor of the Ashes, if you like. You know. Mm-hmm. So, Maul is chill, you know. So the renegade Sith Lord is it's on Mandalore. We don't really know where he is on Mandalore, except when he's in the capital somewhere. Bo-Katan doesn't have enough power to take down the capital by herself, so she needs the help of the Republic. And in return, you can get Maul, and I get Mandalore. Sound good? Okay, let's do it. And Obi Wan's like, that would be breaking some treaties. And we'd also be getting ourselves involved in a second war. And Bo-Katan's like, what's one more war? Which I think is great. 
if they'd finished the first war first, you know, I, 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 you know, it's just we're still kind of fighting another war here. Anyway, but we'll go consult with the council because you know I thought my sister meant something to you, and she's like she did and still does, but I won't allow your feelings to. So I've I've said I've said this again in other places, but I think that people like Obi Wan and Mace Windu are two sides of the exact same coin in regards to the Jedi Order. If you follow mm-hmm. the code of the Jedi right down the middle, as as for all the good and the bad that that code has to offer, and as we've discussed in this episode already, there's quite a lot of bad things in the Jedi Order. If you, f- especially in these in these last episodes, if you follow the Jedi code right down the middle, and you're the ideal key model of a Jedi, there's still going to be two sides of that. There's the good side of that order, and that's Obi Wan. Obi Wan was the perfect Jedi in the best light, but it's not but remaining true to what the Jedi wanted. I don't mean. Being a better person, but also mm-hmm. not being a Jedi, and I feel like he's got all the all the positives and all the negatives. But I feel like Mace Windu is the, the exact same thing. If you let the negative side shine through more, I think Mace Windu is, and I he's the best the Jedi has to offer. But on the negative side of the middle, he's like a he's like a right wing centrist, and Obi Wan's <laughs> like a left wing centrist. <laughs> How, could you, how dare you bring modern politics you know, into I'm, Star Wars I'm, I'm, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to word Why it. Why are you some kind of SJW? I'm trying to word it the best way I can to, to make the people who've listened to this kind of get where I'm coming from. They're, I think they're just two sides of the exact same coin. And if everything goes well, and you, but you're still a Jedi, you can be Obi-Wan. And if everything goes right, but you're still a Jedi, and it goes wrong, you can be Mace Windu. And when he's like, you know, I will not allow feelings and stuff to cloud my judgment. I won't act impulsive. I will go consult with the council. And you're like, well, Obi Wan, you're wrong, but you're damn, you're fine, Jedi. You know, I can't fault you for not for not following your your code. And Anakin's just the rebel. And Anakin is he's just he's all over the place. He's chaotic. He's chaotic neutral. And he goes off to have a discussion with us. Yeah, it's very and nice. They're salu- it's the last time we see they're each sal- other. They're saluting down the hallway, and she's like, "He's like, I'm not." She's like, "I'm not a Jedi anymore." These people shouldn't be saluting me. They they don't care. You were great to them. They are going to be great to you in return. I've got a surprise for you. We we made you a child soldier, but it's fine. They all respect it. <laughs> they're all child soldiers too. That's true. They've got they've got some shared feelings there. Yeah. So we open the door into the hangar bay, and there is some members of the five hundred first there. And they've all got like they've all, like, they've all gone like tur- turgative blackface. Yeah, on. I was just gonna say that they've all gone blackface. <laughs> <laughs> they all painted the Soka's face onto their masks. I know it's supposed to be sweet, but there's just something a little bit creepy about it, you know. <laughs> like, I, like again, I find it really heartwarming, and I, I because I'm such a fan of the show. I will take it in the spirit in which it was clearly meant. But I still can't dismiss the that's slightly racial. <laughs> um, but fine, I'll take it in the spirit the show meant it and I will not... Let's just imagine they painted Anakin's face on their helmets. <laughs> you imagine if they painted like a big red smile and green hair. <laughs> they, got, like, a, they, they had like a black ink pen they wrote that were damaged on the forehead. <laughs> There has to be fan out, fan out of that. Are you kidding? It's coming. It's coming now. You know, it's a touching moment, but not a Jedi. You know what we're gonna do? And he's like, "I got something for you." Opens the box. They're good as new. 
she ignites her lightsabers that he has for her in this box. Maybe they're a little better though, because they're blue now. I don't understand this. It bre- <laughs> so it breaks canon because we know in canon how lightsaber crystals are kind of coloured now. It reflects the it reflects the person who owns them. And mm-hmm. also in this Soka novel that was written back when Rebels came out. Rex buries his helmet, I believe, and she buries her green lightsabers to try and fake their deaths. Wait, Rex buries his helmet, but he has it in Rebels? Yeah, I know. Um, it's either his helmet or his, a lot of his armour, and that's why he doesn't have all his armour in Rebels. It could have been his, his pauldron. He doesn't have his pauldron. He doesn't have his pauldron. So, but either way, she buries her green lightsabers at the end. She doesn't even have her green lightsabers. These are clearly blue. So, kind of at this point, they're kind of fucking the books as well. And I, I mean, I'm... even even in like this story, I don't know why they made them blue, other than that one second joke where Anakin made them blue because he thinks blue is better. Yeah, no, I know. Like again, I I I don't have a problem with it. I think blue and green are perfectly legitimate lightsaber colours. I'm not of the creed where people just think you should have blue or red. And I just feel like it would have been nicer to see her with the green lightsabers one last thing. <laughs> I, I would, but see for, see for the fights because I think I think it's, got all, it's all to do with the art style and the colours and the toning of the set pieces that are to come. Red and green doesn't look as nice in a fight as red and blue. Yeah, fair enough. So I think that, that I'll give that's you that. why they changed it. And that, you know, it's fine. It looks great. And then they're just about to have a moment. And then red alert, Kyle! Charge phasers! Coruscant is under attack! Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan made it from the bridge to the hangar very really quickly, didn't he? Um, he used the, the forced spread the only seen in, in Phantom Menace. He dolphin dive down a Jeffrey's tube because the elevators weren't quick enough. Do you remember the episode of Clone Wars where there was like little shoots in the separatist oh, yeah. ship? The Darth, That's the uh, Darth, the first uh, Count Dooku goes yeah. down. Yes. I think, I think they've got them on the Jedi cruisers. Uh, absolutely. So he shot down he shot down to the hangar bay and was like, Coruscant is under attack. And that's where the audience all go, Whoa, oh, we know what that is. General Grievous has attacked the capital and Shakti has been sent to protect him. And oh, because even though that was a cutscene in the movie, it's not a cutscene. No, it's not a cutscene from the film. You see, you see him kill Shakti though on on his cruiser. Because apparent. Do you? I thought that was a cutscene. Yeah, yeah. The, there's a there's a deleted scene from Revenge of the Sith where where General Grievous murders Shakti on his cruiser. Because I think probably when he kidnapped the Chancellor, he was also able to take Shakti captive. But they never actually filmed the scene of her protecting him. Sure. But in the original 2003 Clone Wars animated series, they do have that set piece. It's a massive set piece. And it's a great set piece. Shakti and a bunch of Jedi are protecting the Chancellor. And General Grievous comes through the window and the Chancellor just doesn't take the entire thing serious. It's actually quite a good... So, I always wanted to know if, if they ever did the Revenge of the Sith and the Clone Wars perspective, if they would film Shakti and all of the Jedi protecting the Chancellor. They just didn't have they time. They just didn't have time. And I will forgive them for it, but I think knowing that now officially, definitely without a shadow of a doubt, because it was all a little bit in doubt in New Canon, Shakti and the Jedi definitely do protect him. And now we know how Shakti definitely does die. Because we... F. F, you know. And it's great. And the whole audience go, whoa, we know what this is. Whoa, the Revenge of the Sith. You know, we're here, ladies and gentlemen. I think I think they did a, as good a possible job as they could working the canon together. 
Because it's been a question since Ahsoka was introduced. It's like, where is she? Why wasn't she in Revenge of the Sith? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, this is completely just all utterly mad. You know, where is this character? Where's Rex? And the answer is, she was right there, just off screen. You just missed her. Yeah, you just missed like her. like in Reach, if you just edge the camera over with your analog stick, you can see Master Chief. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what this is. You edge the camera over a little bit. She's right there. It's fine. It doesn't say much. And... You know, we're like, we need to go. And Ahsoka's like, so you're just going to leave Mandalore? She's like, this is a pivotal moment in the Clone Wars. The capital of the Republic is being attacked. The, the people... Sh- we need to go protect the capital. Bo- you mean you need to go protect the Senate? The Chancellor. Or the, the Chancellor. It's like... Wop, wop, wop. Wop, It's like... And I actually think... Now, see when Obi-Wan's like, that's not fair. And she's like, I'm not trying to be... I'm glad they wrote that her saying she's not trying to be because, you know what, that isn't fair and from the point of view of the people who are generals in the Republic, of course your priority is protecting your capital. That's like your knight about to be taken on a game of chess, your king about to be taken on a game of chess. You kind of need to do that, you know, you need to get on with that. I'm not, I would. I totally was an Obi-Wan side for saying, yeah, fuck Mandalore, we can have other priorities. I mean, obviously we know that he is Sidious, but he doesn't know he's Sidious. If, if I was in his shoes, I would do the same thing. And then he says, and Anakin's like, oh no, we're gonna do I don't want to get in the middle of this fight. Fine, we will divide the five first, which means... Which is why Rex isn't in the range of the city either. And, like, okay, and he's like, well, that'd be fine, but, Repu- but Ahsoka isn't a member of the Grand Army of the Republic. Well, fine, she can be an advisor. Remember, wink, wink. And we'll promote Rex to commander. Well deserved. Well deserved. Good, it's, good it's on. It's about that. Good, good on Commander Rex. He deserved that the goddamn promotion. He's basically been a commander since he was in. Yeah, basically, he basically whatever. has been. He gets a nice little payoff in episode four that I quite liked. But we'll get there. And they were like, right, okay, we'll do that. But however, I, you know what I find weird about that? How big was Anakin's fleet before they leave? Because now it's like a cup, a few Venators and half the 501st, but somehow is still able to crew an entire invasion with half a clone battalion and some Mandalorians. I know they're just trying well, to... Well, it was just one city. It was just one city, right? But I, I just, I don't know, I feel, I feel like they're still incredibly undercrewed. But whatever. You know what, I, I would... This is a tight side tangent, but I love the design of Mandalore. It's one of the few planets in uh, Star Wars that's very alien, with the cities all in these big enclosed black domes on a barren desert. I love it. I just I know we're never going to see it in the, in the Mandalorian because it would be too much effort to do that. And they've all been probably reduced to dust from Moff Gideon. I, I don't. I mean, the cities might still be there. I just well, that was the whole thing they do in uh, Rebels, where it used to be like this nice lush planet, but after loads and loads of wars, it's just a barren wasteland. Yeah. We find ourselves Anakin and Obi Wan have gone to rescue the Chancellor. Revenge of the Sith is happening. We're here, Kyle. The opening crawl. War! It's happening. The dead speak. The dead speak. And Ahsoka, Bo-Kanata, and I was going to say Admiral Rex. Uh, Admiral Rex. Commander Rex. Commodore Rex. Grand Moff Rex. They're going to attack the capital of Mandalore. I can't remember the name of the city. Yeah, I mean, and if you speak to the Prime Minister, what's his name? I can't remember. I, I honestly, until he showed up again, I thought he was dead. I forgot he was a character until he showed up again. I was like, ah, yeah, you. And he's like, what is the meaning for this Republic invasion? And for some reason, until Bo Katan speaks, 
he does not know that she's standing right in front of him. He's she's she's like the first person that he should see because he's she's center, and he's like, "What is the meaning of this attack by the Republic?" And then she speaks, and she's like, "Your time has come, Prime Minister." And he's like, "Ah, Mistress Bogatran." It's like, what you just saw her now? You didn't see her when you, when you first popped up, or were you just so ready to say your pre-prepared speech you never considered who was standing there? It's if you go back and watch the original Mandalore episodes now, it's so bizarre because they were all about how Mandalore is all about pacifism, and we don't have any warriors anymore. And that uh, that character, he's been in it since like season two. Yep, since they first started the Mandalore stuff, and he was. He was with Satine and the whole pacifism thing, and now he's wearing armor and doing fist fights. It's very bizarre. Yeah, yeah, I think he was just like one of those political opportunists. He wasn't ideology, ideology driven at all. You know? Well, he also completely got wrecked by Bo-Katan in that yeah. fight. Is also Bo-Katan is such a weird character now because she because was she started as off as a sidekick, a member of Death Watch. Yeah, she was a sidekick of other dudes. That Vizsla, Vizsla. You know, that there's guy. another seen that those episodes with Obi Wan fighting Pre Vizsla. There's a guy in the background who a lot of people thought before this season came out, a lot of people thought he was the Clone Wars Gar Saxon because he looks a little bit like Rebels Gar Saxon. But compared <laughs> to the Gar Saxon we've seen this season, he looks like some ugly Hobbit. <laughs> and it's like it's people. That's so mean. People show people like bring up pictures of the guy from these earlier episodes and it's like, is this who people originally thought Gar Saxon was? He's so weird. He's, he's just like another Bo-Katan in the background, you know, without a helmet. And so we then are like, you know, the people won't support this invasion. You know, you're bringing the Republican. This will not make you popular. And she's like, I don't care. You know, you're in, you're in league with... She's, she's well-established that she's not a very good leader. <laughs> Yeah, but she's standing up for what's right and taking out the Sith and taking out the corruption. I'm just saying it probably wasn't that difficult for Moff Gideon to take over. Probably not at all. Because, uh, again, the, 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 the 332nd Clone Division, they, they never left. This, the 501st that is under Ahsoka's command, they never left. The Republic were in control of Mandalore when Order 66 was executed. That's a fair point. It's a very fair so point. So it was just like, of all the times to execute Order 66, that's the one time that Mandalore let the Republic take control. It was the worst time yeah. for Mandalore. <laughs> yeah, it was so bad timing. And Maul was like, you know, Maul's in hiding somewhere in the city, but we know he's definitely in the capital. And then Gar Saxon shows up in the Prime Minister's throne room. He's like, are you ready for this? It's been a while since we've seen a fight like this. And it's all great. And the animation looks terrific. And there's a lady with purple hair who everyone thought was... Um, Satine Wren's mum. I thought she, uh, I thought she was that as well. But then you see Satine's mum at yeah. the very end when they're at, when they're taking Maul into into custody. I always wonder if they added that last minute because they were like, "Oh shit!" Everyone thinks this is Satine's mum. No, oh, no, she's here. Yeah, she's here. She's here. She's here. Don't look at face. Um, and this is a different her name, her, The purple lady's her name was Rook, like Rook from Thrawn. Not, not, not Rook. Not Rook. Not Rook. It was just Rook. <laughs> Not Rick, but Rick. And they send jetpack people up to take down the Republic gunships and the Mandalorian ships, and they've all and got awesome. jetpacks. And, and they, they, they race to the and Rex doesn't And, and Rex it's... never brought in a jetpack for Ahsoka. And I just love Ahsoka fight scenes because she has such a cool way of fighting. She got a lot of really lucky parkour moments. Like, if she missed one gunship, she was dead. Oh, sure, it's the little yeah, force. Yeah, the force is with her and the force is with everyone, you know. <laughs> 
and raced you to the bottom and she won and it was a nice little explosion behind her when she landed and it was good music and the Mandalorian red people are all on the retreat and the Mandalorians the Mandalorians the, the Mandalorians yeah okay great and the night out that's not I didn't come up with that by the way that's always that a thing I didn't know that and the um the the Bokanata ones they all land after us we were just going with this thing <laughs> yeah and what's her name what's his name Rex she he lands just after and, and she's like ah you oh, beat uh, Emperor Rex. Emperor Rex and who cares for titles anymore. And he's, he's I beat you. He's, you always were quicker than me, kid, or whatever. It's a good little exchange. And then they push on with the attack. And see Gar Saxon's armor. It's so cool. It's like the mall spikes. He's got he's got the mall. He's helmet, got the mall yeah. helmet, and he, he looks great. And he's like the yellow visor. It's really really cool character design. It was very weird to see Gar Saxon. I was like, oh shit, that's Gar Saxon. Yeah, Gar Saxon's like a weird opportunist. You. He was with the separatists, and then when the empire took over, he just joined the empire. And then when the rebels captured him, he just joined the rebels. Gar Saxon, great. He's a sniper. He's less of a sniper rifle, more of like a designated marksman rifle because it's quite fast firing. And he uses his rocket. Like mate, I, The thing I always find weird about Mandalorians is that there's one use rocket on their backpack that when they fire, that's just it. It's like, why even have it? You know, if, if nothing, it's just a grenade next to your neck that if someone shoots, it goes off. Is it really worth the risk? It is very strange. I feel like we're jumping ahead here. We're still in the middle of the siege. Yeah, we're because they're they're going around. Still, they're, still, the clones are kind of pushing yeah, them back, and then they run into yeah, the so, yeah, that, That's the bit I was talking about because in that scene, you get a good like three sixty camera shot of a lot of Gar Saxon's armor when he's standing around, and the bridges are kind of all like interconnected and woven, and they run mm-hmm. to the edge of the thing. This is we're being pushed back, and it's like go to the sewers. So they go to the sewers. And again, we, we're going to say this so much, but just the the fire and the cities, and just hearing the battle and everything, it just it's so good. It's great. It's great the shots. Atmosphere yeah, of there's, it. there's massive swooping shots of like Republic ships and clones and jetpacks dropping down on people. It's great, and like shattered glass. So we then burst into the throne room, and the prime minister's got his helmet on, and they fight. He's got this. He's got this cool like regal black armor. Yeah, it's kind of dark green. I thought. <laughs> I thought it was great. Whatever. We then decide that this Prime Minister ain't shit. We knock him out quite quickly, but he's got a flamethrower. He was quite well. Because I think he got a couple of hits in. He didn't just go down like a bitch. He he went down pretty quickly, He went quickly, down quickly, though. but he got hits in. You know, I'm, I'm not like... A, he didn't, like, cower. I thought he was going to, like, take his helmet off and surrender. He got a couple of hits in. Then we're like, you brought the wrong Jedi, Kyle. You brought the wrong one. He was looking for another one. These aren't the Jedi you're exactly, looking for. Exactly, exactly, Kyle. And then she's messaging Ahsoka. It's like, Ahsoka, it's a trap. And this, it's like another clone captain. We have another clone captain here. It was it was some, It was was some. one of the guys who had the, the face yeah, clone Yeah, he did. On. He was the blackface clone who was... But he had a nice name. I remember because he got a name. He did. And then she was very sad when he died because she's, she's feeling the weight of command. Yeah, and... Even though she's just an advisor. Yeah. So she goes down and they're like, let's push into the tunnels and it's a trap. They go down. I always found that the clones were always so far ahead of her, even though she has like fast running abilities. And it was always, you hear a shot, a clone dies, and then you go around the corner and another shot, another clone dies. And I'm like, how did that first clone die if there's clones ahead of him that aren't dead yet? You know? Cause it's always it's fine. It's just it's just dramatic. It's dra- shots. dramatic it's shots. Fine. fine, right? So I was like, I didn't think it was well planned out, but it's I get it. 
And it, it's like predator mode when you're playing as Batman. Yeah. So we get there and there's no one there. Everyone's dead. And she's in a tunnel with lots of other pipes around her. And the way she's come in has been blocked off by people walking behind her. And then we see Metal Legs. The man himself. I was hoping for Kenobi. Why are you here? Cut to credits. credits. Great little bit. And then episode two starts and we don't do another Clone Wars intro. We get a little quote and we jump right into it. Well, I have to say, jumping into this a bit, uh, before I watched this, I was thinking, how are they going to do good interactions between Ahsoka and Maul? These characters, they don't really have any drama between them. They don't have beef. They don't. Other than Ahsoka being a good guy and Maul being a bad guy. Have they met before? But my god, I don't even, I think this is the first time they met. Wow. So I was like, how are they going to make this work? But you know what? They made it work. They made it work. It was great. It was some good stuff. Episode two. Episode two. We find that they're going to have a little talk. Just a little chat. A little chit-chat. Brings out her lightsabers. And you talk, you know, it's like, uh, you weren't worth Master Kenobi or Anakin or whatever. And it's like, oh, what if the, the time has come? You know, like he kind of he's he almost becomes. I always think that Maul kind of became Dalek Khan. He's like the mad, the mad force sensitive Dalek that can kind of tell what's about to come mysteriously. I loved all of this because we both, we as an audience, know that Maul is absolutely right. Yeah, we got we got some uh, some dramatic irony going on. Yeah, like Maul is totally like he knows everything that's going to happen. You know. I wasn't privy to my master's plans. And, you know, the, the reckoning, maybe, you know, we could take this and then the clones show up. Or do they have a brief... Uh, do they have a brief fight first, then the clones show up? I don't know if they have a fight at this Yeah, they point. do have a brief fight. Do they? I can't remember this exactly. They have a brief fight and then he runs away and the clones show up and then they get out. And then something happens later and they get Jesse. Well, they get Jesse while they go to interrogate um, the mayor. Yeah, yeah, uh, they go to the mayor, (laughs) the prime minister. The prime minister. (laughs) I am the mayor of Mandalore. And the good good alliteration, though. So, the mayor of Mandalore is in the prison cell and Gar Saxon is like been told to go eliminate him because information is a valuable commodity. And she's like, we was looking for one named Skywalker or something, or he says another one, but he won't say who. And then he gets shot and he's like, Skywalker, and he dies. And when they're rushing out, the Mandalorians kind of pop up and steal some clones. And they steal Jesse. And they get down there and she speaks to a clone named Sterling. And Jim Sterling. Jim Sterling. And the AAA games industry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And Jim Sterling, not fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name now. It's you, you gotta stick with it. I'm now. not sticking with it. I don't know enough about Jim Sterling. I'm not a big avid consumer of that content. So Sterling's like they took Jesse, the art tripper. We're like, Jesse, oh my god. And then he uses Kyle Ren's brain trick force ability it's like you'll never get it out of me it's like you're such so loyal you don't even know why or whatever 
and he makes him freak out and he breaks him and he gets the information out of him. Well, it's, they've got the shots of uh, Ahsoka and Bo-Katan in the throne room just, just chatting while the war is going on in the background and I just love the ambience of any shot in that throne yeah, room. Yeah, no, there are some good shots. And they go outside and they're talking and they come back into the throne room and there's Maul. And then a battle comes on outside. Yeah, so there's a big explosion outside. Like, you gotta go out there. And then they have a very classic Star Wars scene of joining. Oh, wait, hold on. I forgot I forgot to talk about the clip where the like the sewers are filled with Maldalorians and um Maul is speaking to the syndicates, telling them to go into hiding because like the the galaxy is about to have a basically a revolution and inter- like a coup. Yes. And you, the crime bosses need to start hiding. And you see well, as we know, he keeps that crime syndicate at least into yeah. Solo, so you see, you so. see the head of the pikes. You see the head, big lizard man that looks like a Zindi reptilian from Star Trek Enterprise, and you see Dryden Voss from Star Wars Solo. I, I missed that. So one. yeah, so there was there's there's the reptile one that we've seen from the Clone Wars. We see the head pike, and then we see a weird human guy who's Crimson Dawn, and you just it's, it's just supposed to be inferred that it's Dryden Voss. And obviously, it's it's just okay. it's just very quick, but it's just nice to know that they're really taking Solo seriously from a film who no one wanted. Literally, no one in the world wanted Solo, and it turned out quite well. <laughs> I should probably watch it. Have you never seen days. Solo? Nope. Oh, geez, oh. Solo's a Solo's a damn fine film, Kyle. I think you'll enjoy it quite a bit. Then we are taken to the throne room. Maul's there. There's an attack. Rex takes Jesse out, and he says, "I'm sorry. They they were able to." extract all the information from me. I'm very sorry. And Rex takes him away. Then bo goes out to deal with the war at hand. And Maul and, Maul and Ahsoka are left to chat again. Why do you want Skywalker? Yeah. And he's like, I want to kill him because he's been groomed as the Emperor's apprentice. He's been obviously. to be my master's new apprentice. Yeah. And, and Ahsoka's, no, it's not true. That's I mean, He doesn't say he wants to kill him at first. He says he just wants you to, I want you to join me so that we can take down the Emperor or the Sith. The, and the Sith Lord. She's, Lord, Lord she's, she is tempted because she's like... She says yes. She says yes at first. She's not. like, yeah, I'll help you. And then she's like, and he's like, I need to kill Skywalker because that was like her condition. I have a question. And he's like, you only need to ask. And he, she asks. And she's like, and he's like, I want to kill, I want to kill Anakin. And he's, she's like, oh, bitch, no. But bitch, no, you ain't killing Anakin. And we're and then they have uncontroversially the best fight scene in all of Clone yes, Wars. Yeah, and but we we the audience are like, bitch, you should probably kill Anakin. And it's true. It's more of that dramatic more irony. That dramatic irony. And we have a great, and it's so good. They got Ray Park to do the mocap for Maul, and you can see it in the footwork. It's really well done. And they got another amazingly talented. I don't know her name, but they got another amazingly talented mocap martial arts expert to do the stuff for Ahsoka so it wasn't like just Ray Park fighting against the CG model, it was two people actually fighting. And even in like, see when they stop fighting briefly and you know, Ahsoka's like you better be happy that Anakin isn't here, you wouldn't have lasted along the way you're fighting even that looked like motion capture the way they were walking it just looked real. The fight was great, the window explodes when they've got the lightsabers in action stance mode and it all slows down, you see the fiery embers go between them, it was great, it looks terrific Mm-hmm. And they have a big, just amazing fight scene, you know, akin to some of the greatest bits in all of Star Wars. And I don't care that it was big and dramatic. You know, you get some people who are saying lightsaber fight should be all about the, the emotions. But you know what? They can be both. They can also look awesome. Yeah, they can it's be fine. both. 
and there's one bit in this fight I don't like. One little bit. He when he goes to run at Ahsoka, and she then kicks him out the window, and he still has his lightsaber ignited, and it just creates two little lightsaber lines through the wall. It's like a Looney Tunes. It's like cartoon. a Tunes cartoon. <laughs> it's like you just see like a hole in a window, the shape of the thing that smashed it. Uh, yeah, I just that's the one part I don't like. It's seeing a complicated, complicated, seeing a very silly Looney Tunes, almost Looney Tunes esque cut out of him falling through the window. I just don't like it. I think it ruins everything of it. It doesn't ruin the scene. The scene's still great. It's just that little second or two that I just I get completely removed from the episode. I'm I'm fully engulfed in everything this episode has to show and to tell. Apart from that one little couple of seconds where I'm like, oh that's just stupid. But apart from that, I'm totally in it. And she follows him out and the fight is raging on. The Republican and the Mandalorians are winning the fight against the Mandalorians. And she's looking around and she just luckily happens to see him climb up a building seconds before he would disappear out of sight. Can you imagine? You know, weirdly, do you remember like season one when Ahsoka loses her lightsaber and she's chasing that, that jangle jumper? Yeah, the, 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 Cor- the Corellian jangle jumper through, yeah. She's got experience with this. It's fine. He does have experience with this, but could you imagine if she... I don't I don't find it unfeasible that she could do all the acrobatics required. Just imagine if she was one second too slow and he disappeared. <laughs> it's the world of force. The world of force. And she chases him up there and he's like, he's doing a brilliant, he's, he looked like an acrobat. He was like with one foot in front of the other walking along. Like he, he always looked like he had a little spring in his step. He was just, he looked really happy for some reason. Just la di da di da, I'm fine. And he gets a message from Saxon. It's like, my lord, we need you down here. We're losing. You're, you're, we need you on the battlefield. And he's like, I think not. Like, We're losing. He's like, die well, Mandalorian. You know, like he stabbed him on the back, you know. Um, he's, who could have seen yeah, that he, coming? He doesn't care about them. And you know what? I think they're probably happy because you know, he says he says if we fail, we'll, I'll give you a death worthy of a Mandalorian. He didn't even. Die, didn't even though. die though. So, didn't know. even die. I thought they would be like Klingons and commit suicide if they get captured. Apparently not. <laughs> no, they just go to live on an, on like an asteroid field. Yeah. So they're walking along the beams. I can't remember exactly how, but Silka loses her lightsaber. I remember. Like it's over. It's over, Silka. I have the lightsaber. So um. They, she's like, you ain't getting away that easily and we see um, his ship flying I wonder how, I'm assuming he's got a Mandalorian flying that ship and I'm wondering why they don't feel like they're also betraying their people. Maybe he just has like a little droid, like deal. But I, th- I thought you heard droids. like in the comm, it was like we're here to pick you up my lord and it sounded like a person It could have been from the crime could have been from the crime syndicate but imagine if it was like one Mandalorian who just didn't give a shit. <laughs> he's like, yeah fine I'll come with you um, and we also never found out where that ship went when he got caught. Like it just, it didn't just fly away. Ah, it, just it just left. left. It's like I'm not dealing with this yeah. shit. So they fight. They have a little mini fight again, and somehow so close, the lightsaber gets kicked out of her hand, and then he jumps over and cuts a bit of the pipe thing that they're standing on. Ahsoka, like flipping back over him or flipping back onto a bit of the piping or um, strutting that isn't cut in half, or instead of him just cutting the other bit of strutting so she would just fall. He just tries to move in on her. He's he's angry, he's aggressive, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but Maul kind of sucks as a fighter. He loses every fight. How dare you? Killed Qui-Gon Jinn. And then he got cut in half by an apprentice. He was also so. an apprentice. Then he trips over his own feet, because you don't have that dexterity when you've got or your the fine motor movements, because his robot feet don't have his robot legs don't have toes, so he doesn't have fine sure. motor movement. So he trips over his legs. Of course. And he just, he falls and trips 
and I knew he wasn't going to die. And I thought it was very well, Jedi of Ahsoka to catch him with the Force. And he's like, let me die, let me go. Like, he just resigned. He didn't, like, even try and fool her, fool her into bringing him back up. You know, oh, no, bring me back up and then try and betray her. He was just like, no, kill me, I failed. <laughs> you know? I, I just love that. And he's, like, writhing around and then the gunships come up and zap him and it's very undignified. Yeah, it was a great scene. He's like, you're all going to die. You know, he became... but the thing is, again, he's right. <laughs> you're all going yes. to die. And well, the clones are going to be fine. Well, no, they're not. They, they all die on that ship. Yeah, but they get retired as well. So, like, they they don't. They, and that's how that's how episode two ends. That's episode two ends, and then again, it's so weird to think of them as episodes, though, because they all just flows and moving. And that's the end of the siege of Mandalore. <laughs> that is the end of the siege of Mandalore, but we still have two episodes left. And honestly, the, the whole Siege of Mandalore was just a preload to the, to the next two episodes anyway. It is a hell of a time we've got coming. So, this is the first episode, I think, it doesn't end immediately from episode two's end. At the start, immediately from episode two's end. It just kind of, it's like a new and scene. It jumps forward yeah. a bit. Yeah. He's in a box that they used to use to keep those force-wielding maniacs in check. He's in a big old fetish box. And that's all fine and dandy. He looks really cool in it, by the way. I, I, you know, I first thought of Bucky it's and, very, I thought of it's Bucky very, and um, Civil Hannibal War. Lecter. It, yeah, it's quite Hannibal Lecter, but I thought of Bucky in Civil War inside that big glass cage that they keep him in, you know, in jail. <laughs> they take him through, and there's all the clones are lined up to like show their strength, like, we're not fucking around, we can take you. And you can't use the force, and he's clocked mm-hmm. in. The Mandalorians are escorting him to the Republic ship. And we get we get a, a Sabine Wren's mum cameo. A Sabine Wren's mum cameo. Nice little bit. And she doesn't say anything, but she's there, and and somehow, and somehow, Bo-Katan found Ahsoka's lightsabers. Yeah, like, that's fine. You know, same way Cody found Cody found Obi Wan's. You know, it just landed next to her. <laughs> <laughs> they should have a little shot there to recreate Revenge of the Sith, where like her lightsabers fall right next to Bo-Katan. Well, that's convenient. that would be convenient. Very Star Wars, the Force, and then you know they have a little goodbye where they're like goodbye. Ahsoka Jedi or Jedi Ahsoka or whatever and she's like goodbye Mandalorian Bokanata and they put the, and they go on the ship and then some really eerie it's like Blade Runner it's just like all atmospheric there's no it's absolute, dialogue it's, it might be my favourite scene in the whole three episodes in the whole arc it's just this long elongated uncomfortable scene um, you've got Rex and Ahsoka talking on the bridge and they're just they're talking friendship and philosophy it was all, it, you know what it felt like it, see at the start of the scene where they, where they walk in, you can just because that entire the, that episode just sets up the whole time. There aren't even any non-clone officers aboard that ship. You know, sometimes you get like a Yular yep. or something where there's like there are officers that aren't clones. Even the officers on the yep. ship are just clones. She has no one. Yular went with uh, with Anakin. Yeah. So it was, and it, see, because it, for I know you're in space and there's no such thing as day or night, but it felt like it was like twilight. It was like midnight. It was yes. late at night on the ship. It was dark. It was the calm before the storm. It was really quiet. It's just it's 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 the peak of the dramatic irony. Yeah. Where as an audience member, you know exactly what's about uh-huh. to happen, and the build up is so slow. It's so slow, and it's it's like it's like you're on a, an an ancient sailing boat at night. There's nothing happening, but the mm-hmm. flying Dutchman's about to pop up next to you. Just a quiet friendship, but them being good. Talk about how the clones have conflict of interest of the war. You know, they think the war shouldn't be happening, but if it did, ha- if it didn't happen, we wouldn't exist. And she's like, "Well, at least we've got one th- good thing out of this war." You know, and for as long as she can remember, she's been a fighter, but she was supposed to be a peacekeeper because the war started when she was 
when she stopped being a youngling, she just jumped right into the war. You know, she can never remember a time being a Jedi where there wasn't a war. Mm-hmm. And and then Rex is like, "Hang on, we've got a call coming in." From got the got no, no. She was like, "We got a new briefing report coming in." We've completely forgotten episode two, by the way. We talk about how Anakin's killed Count Dooku. Oh yeah, there, and then and, Ahsoka talks to the Jedi Council, and Maul's a bit of a prick. Yeah, and Maul's a bit of a prick. Not Maul, uh, um, but Windu. Yeah, and she's and talks about how Windu, um, yeah. you know uh, that this is Jedi matter civilian. You're like, oh, and mm-hmm. we talk about how Count Dooku's dead, and Anakin has been sent to spy on. Anakin was at the briefing when Rex left to fetch Ahsoka. Because it's the exact same meeting that we see in Revenge of the Sith. It's the same dialogue. Yes, you even hear the yeah, same if the dialogue. The Chancellor doesn't give up his emergency in. powers, and he should be removed from office. But yeah, that's that's exactly the scene where you're you're right with your Master Chief analogy. He's just pan over. She's right yeah, there. She's, she's, she's walking she's in. Right there, walking in. <laughs> and Anakin has just left, and he's been sent to spy on the Chancellor, and now to tell the now now in this episode we've been sent to say that um or later on in episode two we've been sent to find out. That General that Obi Wan has now engaged General Grievous. That is the news. Well, they have the scene too where Rex says, "You didn't tell them what Maul said." And she's like, "No, I didn't." Should have. It's perfect. I, she could have ended everything, but she doesn't trust she, the Jedi Council. She didn't. It just cuts the credits. Star Wars created by George Lucas. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um. So that's all great. It's it's an interesting thing to think about. It's like would would the Jedi Council have even cared i think they i think they wouldn't have probably done anything immediately because they never she he never told them anything that had to be acted on immediately it was all vague stuff and they would just probably say well we're about to interrogate him anyway when he gets to coruscant so we'll find out then like there was no reason to believe that this was an urgent matter like they're urgent and i think that's why she didn't tell them because and also because wendy was a bit of a dick to her she's like nah i don't care I'll, i'll see i'll see you in a couple of hours anyway so, you know, there's a new briefing, there's a new tactical report coming in, Kyle. Do you want to take a look at it? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you do. I'm just going to enjoy the Imagine bridge. she did go. <laughs> and and Balfour's just like, oh, what are you doing here? This is for clones only. You're an advisor. Get out. <laughs> this is awkward. And it's, it's just, just a yeah. her. Here they are, Order 66, and Rex, he's, he's shaking. He's, lift, he's, 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 crum- he's shaking. crumbling. He's trying to fight it. He manages to get out, find fives, and then he's gone. I do, I never, it's, right, it's... so I understood because it was fives that knew about the conspiracy, but why is he saying it in this moment? Because it's kind of redundant now. He's he's, he's telling Ahsoka what to do so that she can get the ship out. Would I think you, that was his what plan. Find, but what does find fives mean? Fives dead. Well, he had to say something. He couldn't say, look for Five's record. <laughs> he had to just, he had to keep it short, okay? Yeah, he had to keep it short. Short and sweet. Because I, I was completely lost. I was like, I get the emotional beat. Five's knew about the conspiracy and stuff and knew the connection to Five's and the Five's is dead. But why are you telling us now? Um, but fine, okay. It's because Ahsoka had to find out that information. Yeah, okay, right, I get it. Thank you. You've cleared that up for me. But I just love that because you see him, he resists for a second and then but you also hear, snap like that, you also he's gone. Hear a radio signal coming out to the, the other clone troopers. So like they, they've all now been told because it isn't like a chip that activates. Yes. It's just when they hear the order, they, they're compelled to follow it. And then you must send out a radio signal to all the clones that weren't privy to the hologram transmission. Good soldiers Good follow soldiers orders. Good soldiers follow orders. 
and they all turn around and they bring up their blasters and it looks just like in Revenge of the Sith when, because in Revenge of the Sith it happens a lot of the soldiers do kind of like they turn around it's like a 45 degree angle tilt they do you know and they're like uh-huh. and they hear the blasters come up great great little bit and then he brings out his two his two hand pistol blasters and I so the clear Im- implication that you think is going to happen here is he's got, there's two clone troopers on either side of Ahsoka he's got two blasters you think he's going to fight it and shoot them he shoots her <laughs> and I was yeah. like Wow. It's it's so good because you know from Rebels how this works out. Well, if you watch yeah, Rebels, he, he removed his but, chip. Apparently, he got it removed yeah. for him. I actually thought that they were going to kind of retro. I thought like when Order sixty six happens, he was going to fake comply and then say, "Oh, I took my chip out before the Siege of Mandalore." You know, that's exactly what I thought was going to happen too. But it's it's just such a gut wrench <laughs> when he turns the pistols on he her. He's like, "You still had them?" No, no. Um, some people I've heard are disappointed that we don't even hear about what happened to Rex or Gregor. I know, uh, Wolf or Gregor? You mean Wolf? Yeah, Wolf or Gregor in this. Uh, it's kind of a minor thing. I can assume that they got their chips removed by Rex yeah, later. Yeah, like Rex at some found point. them. For all we know, they actually did kill their Jedi. Um, <laughs> Rex turned on Plokun, not Wolf. I'm doing it too. Yeah, see. <laughs> and she has to, like. There's a good there's a good shot there where you see his head crack against the control panel. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought there was going to be a plot reason for that. Like, oh, that's the chip now been deactivated or something because it was such a good whack to the noggin. But no, it was just... Exp- no, she's just trying not to kill yeah. one. And she's like, she's now... And they're all shitting her and she's and on the hear, control panel. And you hear the she... Anakin's dark deeds from Revenge of the Sith. And she <laughs> keeps deflecting all the blaster bolts upwards, not back at them. And she's making a hole for Kyle. She's making an escape. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised none of those clones shot each other in that crossfire. It's impressive. It Imagine like she jumped up and the smoke cleared and Rex is just standing there covered in blaster holes. <laughs> it's just, it's such a perfect end to Clone Wars this, this last two episodes because since the first episode, you knew this was coming. Yeah, since since since, since seeing Jabba's plus. son. Yeah, the film. it's just perfect because it's so tragic seeing all the clones especially since there's like a mix of the ones that have the face paint and it's, they don't care anymore. They're just, they're just robot, and you've, you've also robots falling yeah, They are, and we've also got the Coruscant Guard clone troopers there as well that are guarding Maul. And, uh, and old Jesse. And old Jesse. So we've just got orders and Ahsoka Tano, we know Ahsoka Tano is on board and she's been marked for execution by Order 66. We need to go find her. She knows this ship really well. Well, they also say, let's just kill them all yeah, as well. She, he tells the, There's no need to interrogate him anymore. He tells the guards, he's like, okay, from, he doesn't say this, but it's unfair. He has played his role from Palpatine's point of view. He hasn't needed it anymore. Just go and execute him. We, the Jedi aren't going to be interviewing him anytime soon anyway, that's for sure. So we can just kill him. We don't need him. And go and hunt down Ahsoka. So they go hunting for Ahsoka. The Coruscant Guard clones go to kill Maul. They open up his thing. She's crawling through the Jeffrey's tubes. Crawling through the Jeffrey's tubes. And just as they're about to shoot Maul, she appears and knocks out the clones. She isn't killing any of them, though it's important to say. She isn't killing a single one. And Maul gets let out. And she's like, oh, so you've come to join me anyway. Or whatever. And... She's like, eh, listen, I'm not rooting for you, but I need you to do what you do best and cause trouble. Or she, she asks, are you responsible? Did you do this? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, this is, this is, I didn't know my master's plan. 
but turning the Jedi's own army against them is brilliant. Genius. Genius. And I think that's when it finally clicks for Ahsoka that this is probably happening everywhere. I know Rex says it later, but I think she's already got a hint that this is probably happening in multiple yeah. places at once. Well, she felt a disturbance she did. Force. She did. And you, so does Maul, because the first shot of it, and yeah. it's the, it's the, it's the, um, the, I need him, and what have I done? And they actually cut between the audio from Revenge of the Sith and re-record it for Clone Wars. So some of the lines you're hearing mm. is Sam Jackson, some of it's Hayden Christensen, some of it's Ian McDermott, and some of it is um, Matt Lanter, who plays Anakin in the Clone Wars. The what have I done? I think is Matt Lanter, and then the you know I need him as Hayden Christensen. They do a nice little merge thing, like where they get Ian McKellen uh, or Ian McGuinness. No, what's his Alec Guinness, Alec Guinness, and Ewan McGregor to kind of interweave Obi Wan's voice in the sequel trilogy. They kind of do that mm-hmm. here with Hayden Christensen and Matt Lanter. It's really good. Well done. And it's like it's happening everywhere. And I need you to go. And he says, "You're not even going to give me a weapon." He's like, "I'm not rooting for you. You can fucking die. I just need you to." Do your best to survive until I can get off this ship. But basically, she's she's inviting competition to see who can escape first. That's all she's doing, really. Well, she's she's unleashing a distraction. Yeah, but she also she also and knows it, this. To be fair, it is a very effective oh, it is, distraction. It is. This is like the Clone Wars' version of Darth Vader's corridor scene from Rogue One. Well, this is what this is what I was saying. I love seeing Jedi do stuff with other lightsabers, and he's just he's pulling force off the panels, using his shield, just throwing them. At people. Decapitating people. Cutting yes. people in half. Which is why it's a bit hypocritical when Ahsoka's like, I'm not killing any of them. Well, you did release Maul. You did Maul. release Maul. And Maul is not, Maul's not got any qualms about See, killing listen, them. You know how like, you get uh, anti-heroes and stuff that you would say Venom is an anti-hero in Marvel? Or the Punisher sure. is an anti-hero? I would say Maul is like an anti-villain. He's still a bad guy, but he'll occasionally help out the good guys instead of an anti-hero is like a hero that occasionally does some bad stuff. This is a bad guy that occasionally sure. does good yeah. stuff. Good in, the, in a Good in a relative sense. sense, right? But we need off this ship, Kyle. And, you know, he takes a calm um, wrist piece off of a clone's decapitated arm. Yes, so he can, he so can, he can track the movements. movements. Oh, great. And Ahsoka goes running for some droids and she finds R7, who's her little green astromech from the really early seasons. I, I forgot R7 was a thing until we see him on the ship. And I'm like, oh, yeah, R7. R7's been there since the start. And then we get the other droids, and you know what? I kind of wish it was just R7. The other droids, I feel like, is like... You don't like having the little droid squadron? I, 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 don't, I, really, I don't care for them, to be honest with you. It did it did, it did, did damage the tone of all of it a little bit when you've got this little squadron yeah, of droids. And one of them around, is like a but... proto-chopper. He's going, chirp, 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 and it's yeah. got a little arm. It's got like an R2 droid if R2 had little arms that could pop out of its head. I was absolutely waiting for that to be yeah, Chopper. I've, I've, I've heard quite sense. a few people theorise that that would be Chopper. And R7, if, she, if, if he'd survived or she'd survived, I don't know, um, R7 totally could have made it out on that Y-Wing. There was a astromite droid slot. You know, it would have been fun if R7 had become yeah. like a thing and like it was like the R2-D2 of Ahsoka. R7 was just always anyway, there. And she gets the droids and she finds the files on fives. Finds the files on fives. Nice little callback. And we're like, oh my, this there's like a thing, a testimony by Rex saying no one's going to read this but or listen to this, but there's a serious thing going on right now. Why did he not tell Anakin? Because busy. Because busy, because paperwork. I'm surprised that the Kaminoans never didn't try to delete this. Testimony, by the way, but it... well, it was uh, it was like top secret or well, whatever. Yeah, so. whatever. It was locked behind a command code. Palpatine could have got behind it if he tried. And she's like, "Oh, this is bad, and this isn't their fault." 
let's go try and kidnap Rex to see what's happening. And we, we the droids burp, 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 and they cut Rex off. And Rex is suddenly all alone. And then there's a hologram that plays like Look and Return of the Jedi. And then he's going to shoot the droid and be like, where is she? And she's like, I'm right here. Nice little reveal. Camera turns around. She's standing right in, within his silhouette. And then he gets tasered and knocks out. And the droids carry him into the med bay. I think it is why there had to be a bunch of droids there. Just because Ahsoka couldn't feasibly ah, do all this on her own. Force. I think one droid would have been enough. Maybe two. I'll give her two. You gotta have one to operate the machine and one to keep the door sure. shut. Okay, fine. Two. We open up Rex on the computer and we can't find the chip. Where's the chip, Kyle? I don't know. Was the scanner program not to it see cloaked, it? It was cloaked, I think. And so she uses she uses mind meld to find I'm it. I'm one with the force, and the force is with me. I'm that. You know, apparently, this scene really gets people excited because people seem to love hearing that in Rogue One. I think it's really overplayed, to be honest with you. Um, but it's fine, you know. It didn't, I didn't. I didn't. I won't critique it. I just. I just think that it's not the big wow moment everyone thinks it is. But it's fine. It's, it perfectly makes sense within the Star Wars realm that she could focus her force ability to have. I don't know Rex's brain decloak it or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, she was just locating it. With she was the locating force. it with the force because then it showed up on the radar scanner for his brain, his cat scan. Yes, we find it. They're, the clones are outside trying to break in. They can't really keep it shut for much longer, the door. They're going to come in, and it's going to take a while for her to get the operation complete Remove by the it, medical yeah. droid. And the clones are coming it's in. It's very intense. And just as they're about to come in, and she can't... She, she keeps, she keeps deflecting, she keeps like, deflecting oh, all the work. bolts. She's deflecting all the bolts, but then she gets hit in the shoulder because there's too many coming in. She can't deflect them all. And then Rex wakes up and just shoots his brothers. And he actually kills them. Those he wasn't on on stun yet. Yeah, he wasn't. But he's back. Rex is back. Rex is back. Nothing ever happened to Rex. That's the end of episode three. She's like, she's like, Ahsoka. This is happening to every single clone in the Grand Army of the Republic. It's everyone. It's all of us, Ahsoka. Then we cut to credits. And then the last episode of the Clone Wars. They got to escape the we ship. We break out of the med bay and Maul has broken into engineering and it's a great fucking scene. Well, he just he just forces the Because when, when I've played Battlefront 2 a lot recently and see going through Republic cruisers as Maul with your dual-bladed lightsabers and you're going along those gantries <laughs> and you're just slicing up clones when you throw your lightsaber, it feels a lot like this scene now because the reactor rooms look identical. I just love that he 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 clears a little control room just to give himself some working yeah. space. You know? <laughs> he's in room. He's a stand back, everyone. And he uses the force and he pulls the reactors down, crashes them in. Clone troopers are coming out of another door and they just get crushed. And there's, I love shots of ships exiting hyperspace. Rogue One did it really well. But mm-hmm. this, seeing a Republic cruiser drop it, because, see, because the art style is so good, any shots not of people, like, might as well just be CGI for a live action film the shot of sure. that Venator dropping out of hyperspace smoky, fiery looked brilliant mm-hmm. terrific, and you know what I thought of I thought of, remember the episode of Star Trek Voyager sorry I had to talk about Star Trek it's okay, where it's they okay. get the quantum slipstream drive and, and it's the one where Harry and Jacoti are sending messages back from the future because they made it back I remember, yep. and when they drop out of hyperspace they're like, they're really close to the Alpha Quadrant and they're crashing 
I took this to be like the same thing of like we're really close to Coruscant and we're crashing. That's how I took that because it's also a big snowy planet. It wasn't, I guess, when they crashed. You know, it kind of reminded me of with the shots of, of it all on fire and stuff. It reminded me of the start of Mass Effect 2 where the Normandy's getting attacked by the Collector Yeah, ship. that's a good sequence. It's definitely a good sequence. The ship is crashing now, so just an, another level of danger going yes, on. Yes, the ship is cr- crashing. This is a bad time to be stuck in. They, they've jettisoned all the escape pods because they didn't want them yes, to escape. Yes, they didn't want to escape, so. destroy the escape pods. Um, apparently we have no fighter craft on board. We have no Republic gunships on board. We have the one shuttle we brought Maul back in. Yeah, they, were, they were running low on supplies, apparently. Apparently, because half of the division went with Anakin at the start. Which, see, it's fine. It's all, all mixes in. So the clones, are, the clones are like, they don't even care about their own life The clones anymore. are willing to away. die to make sure Ahsoka dies too. Good soldiers Good follow soldier, orders. Soldiers follow orders. I can't say soldiers in that sentence for some reason. So Rex, Rex and Ahsoka are like, our only chance is to get to that shuttle. So they fight their way there and then they open the window and there's just this huge army so they, of clones yeah, they open just up, standing they open up, there waiting for them. They open up the blast them. doors in the hangar bay and just the clones all come marching out into the centre and they're all standing in formation, led by Jesse. Because Rex is messing. They have a great scene. They have a great scene where Ahsoka is like, "I'm not going to kill them," and Rex is like, "You're being, you're being unrational here. They're going to try and kill us." We take off Rex's helmet. She takes his helmet off. He's crying, and it's, it's very, very good. It's good. It's good fucking TV, ladies and gentlemen. It's good TV. So, you know, you're a good soldier, Rex, and so is every single one of them. But I'm not about to kill them. You'll be fine. Put the helmet on. I've got a plan. We go down. We're pretending that Rex is still being a good soldier, following orders. And he tries to trick them, like, she's not technically She hasn't been for some time. It was quite hammy. I feel like the tone kind of took a lighter turn here. And Rex is, you know, Jesse's like, you better follow your orders, sir. You know, you said it yourself. She's been marked for execution. And and you see the droids over there going, warp, 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 you know, um, (laughs) and... He's just keeping talking a bit longer. Why did Jesse not hear her say that, by the way? And then... It's fine, they're very far, very far away. away. And then we bring out the guns and it's like, Commander Rex, you're in violation of Order 66. I think that's great, great. You're in violation of Order 66. Great line, I really like it. I'm reducing you in rank and I'm arresting you on these charges. And then he's like, I never much liked being a commander anyway. And I was like, oh shit, son. You know, like he always, he liked the rank captain. By the way, I've had some friends tell me the same thing, that even though it's on paper, it's a good thing that you got the promotion. There's just something you like about Rex just being a captain. Captain Rex Captain Rex. Right? You know, it's I never much like being a commander anyway. Great little line, and then we're going to go into action. And the platforms drop out to the maintenance deck, and all these clones just go flying. I'm surprised all their legs yes. didn't break. They're wearing... Good armor. Wearing good armor. But just uh, watching Ahsoka and Rex fight together is just awesome. Is. Where it's like they've clearly done this many times. They're well, they're, they're well, well oiled machines. And they get over there and then they see Maul. You're like shit. Maul's making a run for it, and she goes to get him. And there's there's a really cool camera shot. You see it where her, her lightsaber swings and she's like centimeters from his throat. She almost got him. <laughs> She was so close, and then uh, he force pushes her back, and then she she falls off the down the elevator shaft and maintenance deck, and the droids warp 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 they catch her, 
<laughs> they catch her with the, their plunger harpoon, and it's like a whale pull you up, and then Rex is there trying to pull her up as well. Then Maul's just like, I'm fucking gone, I'm out here. And he gets onto the shuttle, and the clones start waking up, and they're going to try to shoot her, and then they just get up in time. And then she's trying to force she's trying to force down the, down the shuttle, and more clone troopers show up. It's so intense, you, there's not a moment to breathe. It really is. And the clone troopers show up, and then Rex can't stun them all. There's too many of them. The droids are back hiding again, and she's like, "Okay, I just I need to make this." She because there's this little, little moment of serenity, and she's like, "I've got for the sake of getting out here alive, I need to let them all go." Mm-hmm. Very hard, difficult choice that she has to make, but she makes it. Maul gets away. You see the you, the cap. The, you even you even leave a Rex in the soca for a couple of seconds for the camera to actually physically show you. There's Maul leaving the cruiser. Great shot, by the way. And then you, they do the mm-hmm. thing where the sh- ship goes to light speed and the camera kind of starts to spiral. You know that Star Wars thing where ships go to light speed and the camera spirals. Yes. Does that, and then that is almost like okay, goodbye, Maul. Next time we see you, we'll see you in Solo, at least for now. Because they might make another show, I don't know. Probably not. Season 8, coming soon. But now we're just left with our two mains, Ahsoka and, and Rex. And the droids, they're, they're Kyle. completely and the screwed droids. at this point. And the droids. So, it's plan B. Maybe there's a fighter that we can repair. Maybe, yeah, mate, let's go down to the maintenance deck where we pushed all the other clones down to. And so they, the droids shoot all the clones right back yeah, up again just as they're starting great, to wake great up. Great hammy, great hammy stuff right there. And Ahsoka does a thing where whilst Rex is still shooting, she pushes the light, she uses the force and then turns the lightsaber around really, really quickly like a, like a pizza cutter mm-hmm. and cuts out a little circular hole and they fall down. Great little bit. I thought that was a great way of using the force. Uses her lightsabers to just cut a hole really, really quickly. And they take take sure. the express route down. They find a blue Y, a blue Y-wing. Can't remember seeing a blue Y-wing. It's the repair coat of paint. Yes, the repair coat of paint. Don't use this one. It's, it's weapons are offline or something. I don't know. And then after they fall down, the droids are... Oh, in the bit when she lets Maul go, R7 gets shot in the head. Rip R7. Oh, yeah. And then the other two droids, the other one I can't remember, and the warp 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 one, um, <laughs> they they uh, get shot as well. And I was like, the cons don't take prisoners, do they? And no, they don't. They get shot. But it's kind of like off screen. You just Destroy see those blasted droids. Yeah. So Jesse and that is annoyed that this is still happening. It's like, why the hell? And then Soka uses the force to push Rex onto the Y1 because he can't make that jump. He doesn't have force jump. Mm-hmm. And then Ahsoka's gonna do the jump as well. She misses Kyle. She misses. She's, also, the br- yeah, also also the bridge of the Star Destroyer blows up. So yes. yeah, we're like we're coming out of hyperspace and all that. Great, great stuff. Um, and now the ship's on fire everywhere, more so than it already was. They're in the they're atmosphere. In the atmosphere finally, and now Ahsoka's just free falling. And Rex and his Y-Wing is just kind of... It's no engines aren't turned on. Can you imagine his engines weren't working and he just falls? <laughs> well, he goes to try and grab her and he misses. She has to free run. Remember, she free runs over some debris. Mm-hmm. Great yep. stuff. Reminded me of the Black Widow trailer. Remember that film that's still not out? <laughs> and then when she finally gets in, they just have this quiet moment where they're just so tired. Yeah, like, can't you, like, the last bit of dialogue spoken must have been from Rex where she's where he's like, there's too many of them and then Ahsoka lets Maul go. Like, yeah. Ahsoka's last word of spoken dialogue was probably the just keep them talking line. It's so amazing. <laughs> um, and that's them. They're safe. 
and there's a great shot where you see the Y-Wing fly over above the clouds and you see the Star Destroyer crash down beneath the... You don't even yeah. see it hit the ground. You just see it disappear beneath the clouds. Great stuff. Well, it's just like, they're safe for now, but this is their life now. It's just running yeah. away. It's just, they're just resigned to that fact. So then, again, it goes like the bit where Ahsoka and Rex are talking and Maul's still in custody in the big cube before Order 66. It's weird atmospheric Blade Runner music. And mm-hmm. it's quiet, and then you get an over-camera shot of the crashed Star Destroyer, and it's in a nice... It actually, it actually looked quite pretty. And you see all just the wreckage, the clone armour, and Rex is walking along with a shovel, and he... Cuts back, cut, and there's look, just pegs of clone helmets. And, they, and you see a, a, someone standing up in a grey cloak. It's like Lord of the Rings. She's a so she's a <laughs> of the grey, and then when she shows up at the end of Rebels, she's a soak of the white, you know? <laughs> um, and you see Ahsoka there and she's standing next to all these clones and that's kind of Rex is out now after you see him at the Y-Wing with the, the shovel Yeah. and Ahsoka's standing there and she drops her lightsaber and I thought that was like a I don't know where she gets the white ones because I'm pretty sure the white ones have like the, the exact same like handles no she has like the curved oh, handles they are the they, they're like more like katanas aren't they yeah, they're also both the same length as opposed yeah, to these ones, shorter. which one's a little yeah. bit shorter. So she holds it on the end of her hand and then just kind of she doesn't even have the, the the emotional willpower to like drop them. She just lets them roll out, out of her hand. And she's just she's yeah, done. She's, Jedi. She's she's over. just exhausted. She's got the cape. I wonder where she got the cape from. I wonder if she went to like if her like her room on the Star Destroyer was like not but it was in perfect condition. <laughs> must must have been in the Y Wing, I guess. I guess maybe they came back later. I'm not sure. I, I, I just assumed that when they were there at the end of the episode that was like maybe like and like after they'd done all the burying, they probably searched the entire ship, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's yeah she probably found it somewhere. They were probably looking for survivors to remove. Yeah, tips probably. From. That's what I assumed as well. And everyone's dead and you see the because remember the the, the the 501st Division that gets put under Soak and Rex's command is renamed the 33 Second. They don't say it in the episode, but that's what Filoni says it's called. Oh, that's, okay. So that's the 33 Second. That's like a new battalion. The th- you see a 33 Second helmet, which is the Ahsoka face paint ones. You see some regular 501st mm-hmm. clones. On that, ep- by the way, when you see them all rampaging, you see some white clone troopers as well, you know, the shinies. Yeah, that's all that yeah, as well. Yeah, like, oh, some, sh- some, some shinies. shinies. They don't have a long career. Um, then... You see Jesse's helmet, helmet as and the he's last the last one. clone that died that we knew the name of. Don't know what happened to the Bad Batch. And then they killed the, they killed the Bad Jedi. The camera kind of fades out to from Ahsoka, and it fades into a few, it doesn't see a few months later time jump. I'm just assuming it's up to like a year later. It's a while later. It's a different, it's a different season. season. It's, it's all, like, it's snowy, all snowy, and you see an Imperial Lanta class shuttle landing, and. I know why there's no dialogue. I think I said this to you, Kyle, already. I understand why there's no dialogue. But just to clear up any avoidance of doubt, just any hint that people of doubt may have, I wanted to hear a stormtrooper say something to just confirm that they're clones. Because we don't... We, I don't think it's we necessary. Don't, we don't, I don't think it's necessary, but I just would have liked it. Just to, just to know if they're like, how, how soon after were clones... Like, were they dropped out a week later? or were they? If I have one complaint, I think... This scene's fine. I just kind of wish it ended with Ahsoka dropping the lightsaber. I don't know if we needed this extra bit at the end as well. I think it's beautiful, but I, I also don't know if we 100% needed it. But we fade, and it's now, now now we're in the age of the Empire. The Atlantic class shuttle, an imperial staple of all shuttlecraft. We, 
Stormtrooper, Stormtrooper helmets that don't look like weird rebels. Stormtrooper helmets. They look like Clone Wars versions because th- th- everyone, everything's a lot um, cooler and sharper. Yeah, everything's a lot sharper and a lot kind of warmer in Rebels. Mm-hmm. Everything's a lot colder in the Clone Wars. I feel and all the you know kind of the angles and stuff and. So we're definitely in the age of the Empire. We see stormtroopers, we see pro- we see snowtroopers, we see probe droids, and we hear the breathing. We hear the dark. We see the dark boots footsteps, but we don't see any any up close shots yet of him. And it's Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker. He's come to search the remains of the Star Destroyer to see if there's any clues as to the whereabouts of Ahsoka Tano. And who knows? Maybe his old pal Rex is alive. <laughs> and I'm sure they would still be great friends. <laughs> if, if, if he was in compl- if he was compliant to Order sixty six, I'm sure he would have been. And everyone's dead. He sees the clone helmets. He finds Ahsoka's lightsaber. He ignites it, and he looks up and he sees Ahsoka's bird thing from Rebels. I don't know why it's there. And I, it's it's like her force bird. Yeah, you can you can kind of see through the red slits in Darth Vader's eyes at that moment. Because there is, it's like the a new hope armor that he's got. He's Revenge of the Sith armor, which mm. is not fully blacked out eyes yet. That I think they bring in in later films. But in a new hope, it's like red kind of eyes he's got, and he looks really angry. Mm. And I've interpreted that as like in this moment, he's absolutely enraged. He knows he's been tricked by Palpatine. Everyone's dead, and it's his fault. Well, at this point, he assumes Ahsoka's yeah, dead so, as well because yeah. he doesn't yeah, know she's so, alive until. Yeah, so he thinks Ahsoka's dead. He thinks Obi Wan's. He knows Obi Wan's alive out there somewhere, but he Padme's dead. He probably thinks his kids are dead. The Jedi are dead. Rex is dead. Ahsoka's dead. He thinks everyone's dead. He blames himself. He knows at this point he knows he's been tricked by Palpatine. Everything is for he's just he's resigned, resigned to, to it. It's too late for me. Yeah, son. he is. He's just he's completely. But he hates himself. But he can't do anything about it. And I think there's still a lot of Anakin in there at that point. He he takes the lightsaber with him, and it's a, a beautiful shot of like Darth Vader holding a blue lightsaber. I just love it. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing it looked beautiful it sounded beautiful with them um, the the kind of atmospheric music playing and he walks away and you see the reflection of Darth Vader walking away in the visor of a clone trooper helmet yes it's it's, it's a so yeah, clone trooper helmet 33 second clone trooper helmet and it's exactly like Halo Reach yeah I suppose it, I suppose it is yeah <laughs> so, there's so much like in there so, so like without any words it says so much of like the Clone Wars era of Star Wars watching the Empire continue on and it's left in the mm-hmm. dust and it's like that is us saying goodbye to the clones and on to the Empire. You know, it's it, for the fans, I mean, it's, as well, for the audience. And it's just, it's symbolic of what the clones even meant in the whole Star Wars yeah, universe. They were always just Yeah, clones. they were disposable, you know. But remember remember what they say to Plo Koon? He says, we're just clones, we're expendable and Plo Koon's like, not to me. Yes. You know? But in the grand scheme of things, no one really cared about them apart from the Jedi, probably. Even then, it's only some of the Jedi cared. Remember uh, the little gremlin one? He didn't give a shit he about clones. He didn't give a shit about the <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's a different story. <laughs> so, Kyle, what what do you think of not just this final episode but, or this final arc, but what do you think of the Clone Wars as a whole? I love Clone Wars. I really do. There's there's the, like any show that's episodic, there's the occasional episodes here and there. Like, my least favourite Clone Wars arc will always be the one where it's four droids and a tiny alien just going on adventures. I just find that so boring. It isn't great. But overall, it's, it's a great show. I'm glad they brought it back and gave it a proper ending. 
very happy with it. I'm very Star Wars can still be good, and I'm always I've said this many times, but people who dismiss the animated shows because oh they're just for kids. It's not this is not for kids. Kids would be so upset by this episode, are you kidding? <laughs> can you imagine what like an eight year old? Well, I know a lot this? of kids did watch it, but probably I th- but I also all the reports of kids watching it that I know of, it's been with watching it with their parents who watched it when they were ten years younger. Because remember yeah. how old we are compared to when the show first started. Of course. Ten yes. years have passed. And it's like kids watching it now who they've watched the whole show since it all ended, but now they're watching it with their parents now and they're talking about how much the kids loved it and stuff. But I don't know if they would watch it absent of their parents. And Rebels is definitely more kid friendly than the Clone Wars, and this would be a sharp return if you'd never seen Clone Wars but had seen Rebels. Yes. This final definitely. season. And the Clone Wars I think Rebels does get darker. It does, the end, it does. Though. But the Clone Wars is terrific. Now, the prequels are dodgy films, but the era, I think, is the most interesting era in Star Wars. What it leads up to, the the culmination of the Sith, this was always what the Sith wanted to do, the takeover of the galaxy, and the prequel era is when it happens. Palpatine fulfilled the rule of two's plan, and that, that was a very interesting era to see the downfall of the Jedi, all the problems that they had, the fact that society kind of wasn't really that keen on the Jedi anyway during the war, because it's like a weird religious monk that is in command of thousands of... Mm-hmm. If you think of it from an American point of view... It's like well, a, that's what we've bishop. always said about Clone Wars. It really does make up for the prequels yeah. as being and I bad do think movies. If it you, really fleshes out this I do think if you Wars. need external reading material, probably the thing isn't that good. But at the, the end of the day, we have watched the external, the, um, the, ex- the extended material. We have watched the Clone Wars. I think it's pretty hard to watch the prequels now without thinking about the Clone Wars in my head. Less of the Phantom Menace, but definitely Revenge of the Sith now. And maybe somewhat Attack of the Clones. Yes. The Star Wars can be good, The Mandalorian is great and now I, I kind of think the more and more we hear about season 2 of The Mandalorian, the more and more to me it becomes more apparent that even though it's in live action and it's not Dave Filoni that's the showrunner, it is becoming more consumed with Dave Filoni's animated universe. Well it's it's going to be interesting for people who haven't watched it because they've announced Ahsoka's going to be in it, they just announced Bo-Katan's yeah, going to be um, in it. We've got Tamara Morrison coming back to play um essentially he's playing Boba Fett but he's the person who played yep. the clones and Jango Fett and all, a lot of the pictures are showing him bald and people think well he could totally play Rex now now here's the thing I do not necessarily believe he's showing up as Rex I do believe he's showing up as Boba Fett but see again Bogotan's showing up Ahsoka's showing up and because even though Dave Filoni isn't a showrunner but he apparently has so much story influence over it I mean he's in he, the show yeah they could he, they could totally 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 have him show up as rex if anyone else if he wasn't involved in this show i wouldn't be so sure of it but man the dark saber as well we forgot about the dark saber i the resistance didn't turn out to be the way i think the people who made it thought it was or maybe maybe they did maybe they knew when they were making it this show's gonna get trashed and be cancelled after a couple of seasons (laughs) but resistance definitely isn't the sequel to rebels that i think everyone was expecting and that's why it only lasted two seasons. It has its defenders out there. Great. Enjoy it. But like how the market isn't going the way I want for Star Wars, for Star Trek and TV, the market ain't going the way you want it to on TV for Star Wars if you like the Resistance. Because that show is now gone. And I think yes. that well, I've, been, I've been asking and wondering for some time what the sequel to Rebels is going to be, about if they're going to hunt down Ezra or anything. And maybe that third animated show, the sequel to Rebels, is coming 
right? Maybe the Clone Wars Rebels and whatever is coming next is still coming. But the more and more I'm looking at it, the more and more I'm thinking maybe it's actually just the Mandalorian. The first season's going to be something weird. I don't. I still think. I think. I think Ahsoka showing up in the Mandalorian will be more like a cameo passing through onto a different show. That's what I'm expecting anyway. I would totally be up for it, but I'm just wondering. Bo-Katan, I think, might show up for a bit longer because she's actually a Mandalorian. There's a bit and more going on And she was the there. last person we know in canon to have the Darksaber after Satine. Yeah, exactly, Satine. yes. Well, Kyle, Star Wars, the Clone Wars. It's been a pleasure talking been, Star Wars with you. It's been so fun talking about Star Wars that we thoroughly enjoy this is good. If, however, you Star want to hear Nathan talk about some Star Wars more. If, yeah. If you want to hear me talk about Star Wars more, ladies and gentlemen, I have we have an unusual crossover. I was recently on a podcast with someone who I moderate a Star Wars fan group with on Facebook. The podcast is called The Kessel Run Weekly. They do a lot of different types of content. Not ju- It's not just a two-dudes-talking podcast. They have regular hosts that they switch out for. They have a they lady. Have female hosts as well. And they, I done a couple of... I had two episodes. I was on one episode where we talk about a Star Wars character particularly near and dear to me, and that is Count Dooku, Darth Tyrannus himself. I do, we do a lot of breakdown about that character, some deeper thoughts into how he may have perceived his role in the grand scheme of things during the Clone Wars. And I was also in a Clone Wars commentary episode where we talk about the Zillow Beast arc. I'm sure Kyle will try and link these down below if possible. I highly encourage you to of go course. and check it out. But you can also get them on iTunes. Yes, and it's on like iTunes that. and you know all, all good podcast outlets. The Castle Run Weekly and they're on Twitter. And um, again, we'll try and link it down below if we can. And if you want to hear me talk about Star Wars more in a positive light there, you can. I know we are usually more of a raw... We don't really hold back any punches when we're talking about things we don't like but I, I it's been an absolute pleasure to do an episode where we're talking positively about something that we've kind of trashed quite a bit recently with um, the films and if you miss us talking about things negatively I'm sure we'll be back to it next back time. to it next time with various other things that Kelsey will tell this week bye everyone see you later